molestando con una vipa, me pregunta si te quiero, yo te digo que no estoy lista y no quiero comenzar. No hay nada que empezar. Yo te dejaré atrás. What is up, mi gente? This is Luis Martinez, your co-host, and this episode of Mi Gente Show is called Indie Comics and the World of News. Andy Dukleff is a comic book artist and writer. She's also a video journalist and works for the local news station here in San Diego. We talked about her crowdfunding campaign for her indie uh, comic book collective called Accidental Aliens. It's a group of diverse comic book writers that is has a crowdfunding campaign that thankfully has been funded since the time we recorded this episode. But there is still four days left in the campaign, so I will put the link to it in the description so you can check it out and see if you want to throw a couple of bucks their way. Um, after that, we talk a lot about the news cycle and about things that have been happening, Trump, other stuff, um, what it means to be a news journalist and a, and a video journalist in the age of Trump and post-Trump, and about a couple of other topical things. Uh, she sticks around for the whole show, basically, and it is a fun um, in, in a really cool bracket bit about comic book characters. Andy crushed it, so check it out. Make sure you hit the like. Make sure you share it. Make sure you're giving us a rating if you get a chance. Also, make sure you check out the new Clips channel, uh, at Mijente Show on YouTube. Um, we appreciate everybody that's taking the time to like that. One episode every week moving forward for our audio-only audience because we know you love to hear this voice. I'm just kidding. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for liking. We love you all. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think of these shows. And as always, enjoy the pod. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Luis Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Corrito, live with you on a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, early. Live with my co-host, Sofia Carrillo. How are you doing today, Sofia? I'm doing well. It's a rainy day. I'm a little cold. How are you doing? It's a rainy day. It is. It is kind of cold. That's why I got warm coffee. Yeah. What's the temperature at which point you switch from warm coffee to iced coffee? Is there a, do you, is there a, is there a cutoff? Are you one or I the don't, other? Or? I don't know. That's a good question. Huh? Huh? Hard question. I'm, like I'm like an iced coffee basic bitch, but you know. I. You know what? I'm one of those crazy people that like it hot, even if it's hot. Is that all weird? the time? Well, not all the time. I mean, I do like iced coffee, but it goes back and forth. It depends on my mood, I guess, rather than the weather. Is that weird? Me, yeah, I guess it depends. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's a, there's a time when when even in the morning I might switch to cold coffee. The cold coffee, the right? Summertime. Yeah. Uh, live and alive on a Thursday, me hand this yeah. show coming at you. How'd you like the new intro? I liked it, but I also couldn't pick up whatever's new. Was it the little oh, chubby boy at the end? The little chubby boy at the end, and then okay. uh, I moved some stuff around a little bit and just you know clean it okay. up a little bit. I'm always yeah. tweaking it. Clean it up. There's no, there's no such thing. It is chaos. It's I love chaos. when it breaks into chaos at the end, and it's just like everyone dancing, and I'm like, everyone's dancing. That's yeah. all. It's all good. Get um, every time. Live and direct with you from the San Diego, California, the Burrito yeah. Lounge, as we call it, Chula Vista, yes. South San Diego, the whole thing. Um, 
yeah, on a Monday, the reason we're streaming uh, earlier today is because, you know, we we, we got flexibility, depending mm-hmm. on guest availability. Okay. And uh, today, uh, and let's see, we're talking to a comic book artist, and we're going to be promoting a Kickstarter campaign in a couple of minutes here. Uh, anything else for you, personal news-wise? Uh, uh, yeah, check out this hat, dude. Look. Mm. Ooh. La original Casa del Taco, baby. Uh, it's yeah. a restaurant, National City, amazing Mexican food. Everyone, go get it. Um, totally not biased. I know we got hats. Isn't that cool? We got merch. You know, I will tell you that the other night um, after karaoke, when I came to see you, uh-huh. uh, uh, we were looking just to grab some food. And um, the options were get off the freeway and go to Super Sergio's, which is right. Oh next my to God, you traitor! Traitor! Well, it was it was it was one in the morning. What did you want me to it's do? It's the drive-through. I know. Call up I the know. cop. Call up. Call up the cooks and be like, "Hey, open up." Um, <laughs> I don't have the key like you. Uh, oh, and then or go all the way across to Roberto's on the other side of Chula Vista, or drive all the way into Middle Chula Vista to go to Castaneda's. And I gotta say, we disappointingly uh, chose a place like Super Sergio's. <laughs> And I, oh. I regretted it for like the next 18 hours, FYI. The guilt set in. No, it was just, but it was just, it was, it was not very good. It was, it was, you know what? And here's some tips. If you ever go to a taco shop at, at mm-hmm. two in the morning, stick to the basics, like stick to the carne asada, stick to the stuff that's, that they're cooking all night. Don't mm-hmm. bust out the, can I get a chile relleno burrito that oh. they've had frozen? That they have to pull out of no, that wasn't me. That was somebody else that I was with. <laughs> But they they took like two bites of it and they're like, this is not good. And I was like, yeah, that's because you you got something like from deep in the menu that they mm-hmm. had to bust out of the freezer, defrost. So yeah. you didn't are- hear from me, but you know, a lot of times their cooks go to my restaurant. So I'm just saying. Yeah, no, we know that. That that's 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 well known in the industry. All right. Anyway, uh for me, uh personal, personal news, news is I am sore all the time now after starting to work out. You're working out every day or how hard are you yeah, going? No, I'm going about uh, four times a week now. This is week three for me. Uh, I started my new gym for the next year. So I'm fucking going to get my money's worth or my pain's worth. But uh, if there's any uh, pro uh, workout people out there, I need uh, I need post-workout tips like what kind of protein shakes or what kind of supplements I need to take because uh, I am sore literally like all the time after my Oof. workouts. And I mean, does that go away after a while or how can it happen? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I have I mean, not learned. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just trying to go hard or not too hard, but it's, it's, it's taking a toll on me. I kind of like the pain a little bit. I'm a little bit of a. I you like start that. getting better with time, right? Eventually the soreness wears off. Like I, still, I still work out even though I'm in pain, but it's just like, man, there's, there's gotta be something better than this. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to the topics of the day. We're going to go into tabs. We're going to go talk a little about Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. We've got some Trump stuff, some, you know, another school shooting, all that kind of crazy shit that goes off in the news. But uh, before that, we're going to do our Latin, Latinx, Latino spotlight today. Um, this is somebody that has worked with me in the past. She's an editor. Um, she's also a news camera person here locally in San Diego. Um, she's also a comic book artist, a writer, um, you know, uh, you know, also Sophia, she's a bit of a smoke show. So if I get too flirty, just throw some. I'll press, calm you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> press, press the throw water on Lou remotely button, please. <laughs> if I get a little ahead of myself, you know, as I am prone to do. See ya, uh, but we want to welcome onto the show the uber talented Andy Duclos. Hello. 
Welcome, welcome. <laughs> no show I am, am I? Hey, hey listen. Yeah. It is known. It is. It is. It is. Oh my god! It is known. That picture you sent us too. Oh my goodness! There you go. No, you're like. Fun fact. Fun fact: I had a food poisoning when I took that picture, and it was the first time. I know it was the first time I didn't feel like absolute garbage. Only like seventy five percent garbage. I'm like, I have a nice hair day at least. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's yeah. all. That's all right. So Andy's here to uh, talk about her Kickstarter for her yeah. comic book campaign. We're gonna we're gonna share the link on that and all that in a moment. But you know, we wanted to get into it a little bit with you, just to kind of get into your background. You know, uh, you're a Latina. You're a woman in a you know in in many male dominated fields, mm-hmm. in both as an editor, as a news person, and as a comic book artist. So you know. Let's start there. How, how did, how, where, where was the genesis of your, you know, artistic creativity growing up and, and which one of those passions started first? Uh, wow. Uh, the comics and like art thing was sort of what came first. Um, and I mean, I don't know, just growing up, little kids, we like to draw. My mom said that I loved drawing since I was like two. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I was 10, my um, cousin who was into like Mortal Kombat and all these video games, he drew one of the characters that I thought was like super duper cool. And I was just like, man, I really, really want to do that. And that's when I kind of like got a lot more into like, like the anime style drawing, um, enter like the different like mangas, like Inuyasha, Naruto, um, One Piece, like all of that were like really big inspirations for me when I was like in middle school, high school. Um but Andy, how'd you get news? Well, <laughs> uh, come around to when I go to college, we're like post-recession. Like I think my first year of college was in 2011. So we were still like two years after the, like the big, well, I mean, 2008 recession, but like tw- 2009 is when we really started feeling the effects. Um, yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, like you gotta, you gotta major in something practical. Like art isn't practical. You're not going to get a job. So I switched my focus to video production and, you know, through that, I kind of wound up accidentally getting a news job since it was like the only thing that was local and I didn't want to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, then I've been in it ever since. Um, is there any. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, mean, well, I just wanted to ask, is there any part of you that like regrets not going in full force, even if it was hard times at the at the time, just into the creative aspect? A little bit. Um it's not so much regret because knowing what I know now, like I understand where a lot of people were coming from. And I mean, even with like something as more practical as like video production, it still was a struggle for me to find that, like that first news job that kind of led to where I am right now. Um, but I do like wonder, I'm like, man, if I really dug my heels in or like really like focused on like finding scholarships and went to an art academy, like how different would things be? Um, you know, but at the same time, like I also see a lot of, you know, people that go to art schools and like get up thousands of dollars in student debt, you know, yeah. or they don't get like the big video game job that they were promised. It's just, yeah, it's, I go back and forth, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel it. Trust me. I feel it. Mm-hmm. You, so you get this news job, you know, we all, we, several of us find, I you know, I have a day job that I'm something that I'm good at, but I'm not passionate about. Um, is it that you, that it's good, that you're good at it, you have the skills for it, but did you at some point find a little bit of passion for it or is it strictly like a, like a skill-based situation for you? 
Um, it, it, I have, I have good days and bad days. Um, so one thing oh, that really sorry. helped was, oh, hello. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong button. Wrong button. <laughs> been working out he's showing off the new muscles anyway (laughs) I um so I had a lot of mentors kind of teach me more about like uh storytelling way of covering the news so instead of just giving a report like oh like the city announced or like their budget and blah 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 blah, it's more like hey who is somebody that's going to be like affected by you know how the the city budgets things so talk to someone like oh yeah like these potholes have been like ruining my neighborhood since blah 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 um doing it more that way where there's like a little bit more of like a human element kind of keeps me a little bit more interested in doing what I do um but a lot of it also kind of depends on like the reporter who you know how motivated they are if they just want to do like a run-of-the-mill story Mm. or do they really want to like go the extra mile to like find somebody to um kind of bring that human element to an otherwise boring story Mm. gotcha so where do you work now? Do you work for KPBS, ABC, uh, or where? Uh, I used to work at both of those stations, actually, nice. but now I am at um, Telemundo 20 and NBC7. Ooh. Um, yeah. La Raza. Yeah, they have like, something called like, a... La Raza, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have something called a duopoly. Um, so technically, I work for both stations, but because I speak Spanish, they, like, 90% of the time have me working with the Telemundo people. But it's been really good, and I practice my Spanish a lot, which Lord knows I need to do. So, <laughs> are you a little bit of a pocha like me? Uh, I guess I, I don't know. My mom does not like that term. She's like, no, 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 so much pocha. No, so much like there, there's a whole other stuff to unpack with like classism in Mexico too. Which yeah, I love my mom. I do think she falls a little bit into that sort of way of thinking. Um, so in her mind, we're not, but like. People still call me fucking like wet back and being out in the street anyway. It doesn't fucking matter how educated yeah. or rich her family was or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I feel like I can never be as like for my family in Mexico, you're never Mexican enough. And then for everyone here in the States, you're always going to be too Mexican. You know what I mean? Let yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. That which, which segues into some of the questions that we had a little bit about specifically, you know, in a, in a male dominated field, like, like news as well. I mean, some of the reporters and stuff is, is there, but it is, you could call it male dominated in terms of the camera work and stuff like that. Um, and we talked a little bit at Comic-Con last year, um, but we ended up having like horrible audio, so I couldn't use any of it, uh, about some of your experiences, because obviously you're going to get the people coming up to you saying fake news, fake news. You're going to get, you know, confrontations at times. I know you've posted about it that sometimes and stuff like that, but, you know, other than the nunchucks, I know you curry. Uh, how else do you sort of uh, protect yourself from those from those situations? Uh, I've gotten really good at, at perfecting my mean stare. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't like, I, I'm serious. Like last night and later today, I'm going to be downtown. And downtown can be a pretty mixed bag. Like, mm. oh boy. And so sometimes, like, I, I'm five foot two. I'm not a tall person by any means. And, you know, I have, like, whatever, like, resting approachable face because people are always like, hey. Um, so I just kind of have to be like, no, like, back back up, back up. Like, do not right now. Um, obviously not with, like, everybody I meet. But if I if someone seems, like, clearly up to some shenanigans, I'm just like, Mm-mm, no. 
Like I will beat you up with this tripod. Not really people. Don't worry. I, boxes, <laughs> I would never do that. But like, um, but yeah, so that's part of it. I also carry pepper spray because, you know, nice. it can get gnarly. Um, I'll, I'll be honest though. Like the worst experiences I've had as far as like people like actively threatening me or like putting their hands on me happen in white affluent neighborhoods, not like downtown, not Barrio Logan, not wherever Whoa. it's white affluent neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And then what, what are the, just just people that are just is it the is it the racism is it the is it the 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 political the political aspect what is it that they uh, uh I think it's the entitlement um, granted like I so these two incidents happened like within the same week in 2018 so it's been a while since that I haven't had anything nearly as bad happen since but you know for instance um, 2018 there was a car accident where someone hit a teenage girl walking down the street. He jumped the sidewalk, he hit her and she was instantly killed. So the next day the neighbors um, or whoever, they just put like little candles in her honor. My boss wanted to be like, Oh yeah, like shoot like video of the candles and see if anyone wants to talk. We get there. Everybody is very like, no, we do not want to talk to the news. We want our privacy. And I'm like, okay, fair. So I just wait in my car. I wait for everyone to kind of have their moment. I literally was thinking like, I'm going to shoot maybe three different shots and move because I don't want to be here since they don't want us here. Um, and as the, I waited for everyone to leave. As soon as I put my camera down, this woman randomly appears behind me. Like I did not see her. She had driven up to that part of the sidewalk um, and was like, you get away from there. And she's just like being insanely belligerent. I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like, who are you? And I'm like, because like I don't know who she is. Like, she could be a random stranger. She could know the victim, or she could be like the victim's mom's neighbor's aunt's grandma. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm asking her who she is, and she's just like, "No, like you have two seconds to get away for, from there before I start like hitting you." Or, I don't know. She claims she's gonna break the camera. She's seventy, so I'm not really like physically like intimidated by her, but she has like really intense, you know, this intense look on her eyes, and she literally starts like trying to like hit me. She tries to wrestle the camera from out of my hands and like, and then her, I don't know, her grandson or someone was like, they're filming it on his phone. So I'm like, the minute that I like, even look like I'm raising a hand to her, like that's going to get put on Twitter viral. Like, oh, see the fake news media is fighting back against the people. So that was part one. Then like literally a week later, we're doing like, it doesn't even matter what the story was. Like for some reason they, they sent us to Encinitas um the Olivenheim neighborhood which is like a bunch of mansions are there there was a robbery so and the suspect hadn't been caught yet so they're like oh talk to neighbors and see if they saw anything it's really stupid I hate doing that mm -hmm. um the reporter and I were like in the car and as we're about to like go door knocking on a neighbor we pull over because he needs to make a quick phone call we're on the street phone call lasts 10 minutes when we get out there's a guy going you're on private property. You're not allowed to be here. And I'm like, sir, like we're with like blah, blah, blah. We're just, we're just here to talk. Like we're asking neighbors if they saw anything. Like it's for public safety, blah, blah, blah. I don't trust you. Where are you? And like, I should, we have like a little press badge. Um, it's a little like thingy attached to my hip, like on a hook. So I show him that and I'm like, see, it says like press in giant red letters with my name and my ID with like the San Diego police like seal on it. So, you know, it's not fake. And he's like, I don't see your name. T like, give it to me. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving it to you. Like, and I try to leave and he physically blocks me from closing my car door. And mm. then he rips the little hook off of my pants and like 
takes my badge and like keeps it with them. And what? for like 20 more minutes, yeah. Like Megan Fagger is like asking me to not pu- park on private property, which I wasn't, but he has no problem like actively like physically stopping me from go- going to my car and stealing from off of me, you know? And he is like, my God. And so the reporter like was taking video of this and this may have been like the post that Louise saw. Um, and he's just, he's just being like a colossal prick. It's like, no, you can't have it. Call the police. I don't care. I'm like, and so anyway, yeah. So those are like the two like really bad incidents. It's, it's, blah, blah, blah. I've had, and uh, one was in a San Marcos suburban neighborhood. The other one was in a very wealthy neighborhood in Encinitas. So, that is wild. Yeah. And do you guys ever have mm-hmm. security with you when stuff like that goes down? It's just you guys? <laughs> it's usually, yeah. We we had oh. security once. Um, this was when the, the night that um, <coughs> Derek Chauvin was about to be sentenced or, or mm. I don't know. They're going to come up with a verdict to like convict him or not. And they were anticipating um, like 2020 level of like intense like right. riots and yeah. protests and whatnot. So they sent like this security guy bless his heart like he, he was a nice person we like we had a nice conversation but like i asked him like oh like how'd you get into security we're like oh like my butt my like my brother and i would like to box and like my buddy like asked if i could be like a security guard so i said yeah like oh this guy's gonna like help us out meanwhile we're like running around with the camera this guy's like trying to catch up to us I'm, like this, like this guy's not gonna save us from anything if like yeah. people really want us dead which i mean <laughs> luckily that night it wasn't like everyone was whatever people protested in the street but it never got super volatile so yeah that was the only time i had security with me okay <laughs> that's good but geez right. it sounds like a lot of these situations um stem from entitlement really mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. like and just like one one last point like i i have had run-ins with people that are like whatever homeless and unhoused um there was a guy like actively threatening me when I was like, this was like my first year doing this. I was like 23. He didn't actually hit me. It was very, very scary. Um, but there was like obviously a difference. It wasn't because I was in news. It was because, um, I don't know. He clearly was not in the right mind. Yeah. Um, not trying to like whatever paint this individual is something that he's not. But like in that moment, he was just like, he was just like, he was looking to start a fight with just anybody. And, the police, like when I filed the police report, they're like, "Yeah, like this guy likes to get arrested because it gives him a roof over his head." Mm, like, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Anyway, those are some Sad. of the yeah. Sadly, that stuff like that is bound to happen, right? You you chose a crazy career. That's that's intense, man. But I, I didn't choose the news life. The news life chose the me. news life chose me. Wait, I do want to roll back to <laughs> you said twenty three. You started at twenty three. Mm. That is very young, and I feel like in the last. I feel like in the last 10 years, 10, 15 or so years, um, there's been a lot of progress when it comes to like, you know, feminism, the Me Too movement, all of that. Um, so what's it been like behind the scenes working for male dominated fields, but like just just you being a young female entering into this industry? Um, I'll be honest, like I think it's I think it's kind of dependent on the different newsrooms. The vast majority of people have always treated me with respect they've never made me feel like less than um my first job however like there was a guy that I heard was like talking about me and he was like oh she's like this 23 year old young woman like she's not gonna make it 12 minutes in this job you know and then like lo and behold I got like you know regionally nominated for an Emmy that year so it's just like hell yeah yeah take that there you go um yeah and I mean, and since then it's been fine, but like, you know, I have seen coworkers like here and there, 
Um, I don't know. I, it's nothing personal against me, but it's very clear that they have some some learning that they still need to do regarding like feminism and all that. Um, so yeah, like even though it's never really like negatively impacted by work, sometimes I'm just like, I don't really feel like having a conversation with this person because you're not going to see eye to eye. Like, so unless it's work related, I don't really want to talk to them. Yeah. That's a yeah. That's but a good yeah. point. You yeah. can't make people grow. Yeah. No. All right. But, we, but like I said, like the vast. Sorry. Go ahead. No, please continue your thought. <laughs> no, just just that. Like the vast majority of people, though, have like always treated me with respect and like you know never made me feel like my work was less than theirs. So. <laughs> Listen, as somebody who's worked with you. uh as an editor, not as a newswoman, I find your work exemplary. Uh, and oh, thank uh, you. I was a very so big fan of the <laughs> editing job that you did on uh, a project that we worked together uh, called Oscar's Story, which was about uh, oh, yeah. uh, our good friend Oscar Velasquez. And uh, yeah. it was like a five minute version of the movie we saw. Oh, you didn't see the movie at the Festival of My Daca Life, but yeah. it was a really cool project. It's live on our page. You guys can watch it, see some of Andy's. Um, Editing work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see if I can skim through some of it here. Yeah, I really enjoyed that project. Yeah. See, this is the only the only thing I don't like about this. Uh, and I like the the fact that and and I and let me ask you this because working in your position in news, you have to sort of adapt to like a news sort of editing style, which is kind of the reason you were perfect for this. Um, does mm-hmm. has has working in the news industry affected your creative side in terms of like the stories that you want to tell the way you edit and things like that is that something that has been that you've noticed like pre and post your involvement in that industry uh definitely um editing okay so editing is uh it can get (laughs) tricky i guess is one way of putting it just because like you have to figure out like what are you showing versus what are you not showing um, and this has kind of helped me make those decisions quicker. Um, and then on top of that, you're like actively like implementing those skill sets like every day. So, you know, it taught me how to be very quick <laughs> with it. Um, and do all the, like the little like shortcuts for like adding movement to pictures and in text and all that. Um, and then the only thing I don't like about comics, this is the, the makeup artist made me look like I was drenched in, in, <laughs> And like I was drenched in like Pepto Bismol. <laughs> she made me very pink. Very light skin, yeah. Yeah, she made me super pink. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, so you're talking about the trick, the tricks and uh, uh, learning, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So um, the different tricks, the different. Um, uh, I I'm blanking here. Yeah, um, a lot of the principles too. Um, I've also been able to apply to comics. Um, just like if you have a variety of, uh, of shots, you want to get your close-ups or mediums or wide shots and you want to edit it in a certain way where it's not just like the same kind of type of shot. So you wouldn't want to do like a medium to a medium to a medium because it's very, I don't know, it's not as dynamic. Um, it's yeah. Um, so that's how that's affected my editing and, uh, oh, and pacing, pacing, that was the word I was looking for it's helped me kind of like hone in on a little bit on the pacing so that way you don't leave a shot up for too long or for not enough time like those sorts of things 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially I like how this is kind of like sort of like a news story. The pacing is kind of is, is awesome, et cetera. So mm-hmm. here's just a little Thank example you. of Andy's work. We're going to look a little bit at her Kickstarter here. looks like your sister's checking in. Go, sis. Yeah. Oh, I want to know Sarah. more. I want to know more about the Daily Show clip. Did you mention your oh, clip my in the God. Daily Show? <laughs> oh, man. Let me see if I can find that. Please do. Please Send the link. Go. I want to see it. Helicopter parents. Okay. Good you, Andy. Oh, my God. I'll send it to the Mi Gente uh, messaging and Instagram. Yeah. So this is when I was still working on the weekend. And earlier that week, there was a story about, like, oh, this mom is claiming that um, this guy at the Claremont Mesa Park, he's like, going around to kids, like, asking asking them to, like, touch his magic wand in his car. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, no, that's really bad. Um, that airs on, like, whatever, Thursday, Friday. It's Sunday. And that guy wants to tell his side of the story. So he messages us and they put me and the reporter, Matt Boone, on the story. And mm-hmm. oh man, was that wild. He actually has like this beat up like pickup truck with like actual magic wands that are like, it's like chopsticks that he added like glitter glue to and like marbles to make them like sparkly. And he had like dozens of them. And I'm like, oh my God, he actually has like magic wands. I'm thinking, like, how funny would it be that, like, he saw the news story and he just, like, made all of those, like, that week and it was like, no, it's true, I actually have magic wands. Quick thinking. (laughs) Yeah, thinking. He also had something called, like, a fun pass, which is literally, like, a business card that says, like, this gives you permission to have fun. It's, like, this really, like, he he was an old hippie that, I don't know, Mm. I got my impression of him was, like, I don't think he actively meant any harm at least i hope not but my god like is he just living in la la land and like does not understand how things could be misconstrued and so yeah like so it's like a business card and it's just like may cause like feelings of euphoria you know or, among other things and i guess this girl like tells her mom this like oh yeah he wanted to give me his fun pass it's like it says it's gonna give me something called euphoria <laughs> and so it sounds like he's like this druggie like trying to like creep on kids um yeah. the air of the story it's just like and like oh my god like the whole time like face palming like you got to be kidding me like this the way the guy is phrasing things and if you watch the story like you'll see <laughs> is there a particular oh gosh, part of it is there a particular part that. of where um, your clip shows up uh let me see <laughs> okay i see it now okay i got it yeah yeah all right hold on a second I, I think, think I if found. you yeah skip to the middle like the two twenty six part is where he starts saying the really weird stuff. So much more to offer children than that. In addition to the wands, for twenty five years he's been handing out these. My fun pass is what usually gets me in big trouble. The fun pass. <laughs> the side effects include dancing, happiness, laughter, and euphoria. I mean, how can anybody go wrong with that? All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's there's a part where the guy actually uh, he's holding up a wand and he goes like the amount of pleasure I could give a ten year old I'm like no no oh my god like, this one girl she was like ten I gave her a fun pass and she no. was so nice and I said oh my gosh you know what I have a magic wand for you in my car let me go get it you stay here and then, but I can't give it don't want don't want. Okay, I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, that's this is this is not good. This oh, is that's uh, that's awesome though. That, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Look, that's I'll, my claim to fame. 
I'll share the clip yeah, in the chat yeah, yeah. here for everybody if they want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, like, go ahead. Like the dude was a cancer survivor and had like a new lease on life. So that was kind of like why he's going around like spreading joy and wonder. But like, again, like completely oblivious to like the phrasing and how. <sighs> is he oblivious like, or is he a troll? I don't know. Listen, listen. <laughs> I don't know. If you, no, if he, you, was, if, he was not. If you were partying in the 70s or in the 80s and there, there's there's a code word for euphoria and fun pass and magic wand and it's cocaine. Ooh. And that's the so that's <laughs> Mira, I'm too, I'm so innocent. Look, I don't know nothing. Look. All right. Wow. <laughs> look. What a that I mean that's awesome that your clip was on there, but that what a creep. I mean, you got it. We're there at the right time. I still have right? the magic wand. Give me a second. Oh right. my gosh, yes. <laughs> we have live wands. Live Here we wands. go. Oh my oh. gosh. That's actually pretty dope, not gonna lie. As a Harry Potter yeah, fan, it's really that's pretty cool. cool. And I feel so bad for him. But like, man, open an Etsy. Don't be just like prowling in parts yeah. like, holding your wand or whatever. <laughs> He should open up an Etsy. I would buy one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Open an Etsy. Nobody. <laughs> I do have a want. You make a killing at like a D and D convention or Ren Fair. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he would do <laughs> so good at Ren Fair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my good <laughs> All right, guys. We're, we're live here on a Thursday afternoon talking with Andy Dukeleth. She is a uh, news reporter slash comic book artist slash editor. Mm -hmm. Slash writer, and we're talking specifically about her upcoming or her ongoing her live campaign right now, the Kickstarter for it, um, Alternate Dimension, a Twenty Three Accidental Aliens anthology. Um, and we're gonna play that Kickstarter video with your permission, mm. Andy. Yeah, yeah. Imagine we get copyright claim. Okay. Accidental aliens. Well, we did there it. You go. We somehow managed to make it through the end of times, at least what I think are the end of times. I don't know, given the plague, supply chain issues, housing crisis, inflation. This reality is getting kind of bleak. But that's okay, because we have a little thing that we like to call. And I know that when my reality is kind of bleak, it makes me wonder if there's other better worlds awaiting us out there, ones that are more different, more unique. Did you edit this yourself? How, how do you? I, I can't stand editing myself. How did you deal with that? <laughs> uh, I, I had someone else edit it. Okay, I was, I was about really, to say. really tired, and yeah, that was a smart move. That was a smart move. Or perhaps an alternate dimension. Also, hello, my name is Andy Dukeleth. I am a comic book writer and illustrator, and I've been part of the Accidental Aliens 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthology collection books. And this year, I've decided to gather my friends, and we've decided to create six more stories. That's right, folks. We are traveling through the multiverse. But we accidental aliens need your help to make those stories come to fruition. Stories like mine. Hi, this is Pink Delirium. Aren't the pages fun? Wow. Where are they going? What's going to happen? I guess you're just going to have to back the Kickstarter to find out. But I'm not the only one with stories. Listen to these folks. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Mr. Dylan Gray, and me and Isabel Perez did the Gloompo Fair. Gloompo is going on a vacation around the multiverse. What could possibly go wrong? Hi, I'm Travis Rivas, and my story is Escape from the Green Flash, with <laughs> art by Emily Rocha. 
Escape from the Greedy Flash is a follow-up to our 2017 story, There's Something in the Green Flash, where a young surfer finds himself transported to another world, and he has to survive all these different horrific sea creatures that are coming after him. Hello, my name is Drum, and with the help of my co-creator, Banks, we bring you as respect. This is a story about Ryan, who tries to find a balance between his life, his love, and the to his dreams. Hello, my name is Anthony Ray Jimenez, aka Ray's Muse, creator of Esmeralda. Good mix of artists. Accidental Aliens Tales from the Mothership Anthology. My story is set in 17th century New Spain in the Yucatan. A young couple are split apart by aggressive forces. As Morella, a Spanish noble, discovers an uncharted world, home to an ultra-Mesoamerican civilization. My name is Atiba Royster, and I am a creator who specializes in, in a world. horror comics. I have a story about what can happen if you're not careful opening doors to other worlds, and why you should definitely be afraid of the dark. And I mean, even if all you can afford is donating $1, you'll still have access to this backstage Kickstarter content. And in all seriousness, you're helping independent comic book creators make their dreams come true. So we really, really thank you from the 50 bottoms of our hearts so much for all of your support. Thank you so much for stopping by our Kickstarter, and I hope you stay safe out there. Yeah. Woo. Oh, nice. 61% already. Whoa. Yeah. 56 backers. We got 19 days to go. We got to, I'm going to have to take a look at some of these because I saw one where they'll draw yeah, a picture of you. Do. You know, they'll draw a picture of me for something. And I mean, we got one up here that we got, you know, sort of captures our essence perfectly, but you never know. We might need an alternate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Mello stopping by. She says, I know Adaba. Cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. really awesome. Yes. We're all about supporting oh. independent artists, independent yes. filmmakers. Please donate. Donate. We'll put yeah. the, and I'll put the link again here in wow, the so chat much. as well, and uh, we'll make sure that we share this and <laughs> make sure that you, you know if you need. How uh, did a? I, I wanted to ask how did this collaboration come about? So, um, so in 2016, I met all these people at San Diego Comic Fest, and um, the original, I guess, like leader that would kind of initiate things. Uh, his name is Scott. His name is Scott Lost. Um, and he was like, hey, what if we all did like a, a collection of comic book stories together and we started um, selling it at for comic book day? Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And me, this is like, I was also like 23, same year that I started doing like news photography. I was like, yeah, yeah, like that'd be great. And so that's how we kind of started doing this. And then we did it again in 2018 and 2019. We had like a miniature version in 2020. Um, a lot of us had to drop out because, you know, I don't know, the world was going bonkers. So mm -hmm. <laughs> stressed us out. Um, and then we haven't done anything. We hadn't done anything since then until now. Um, and this time I'm leading the Kickstarter. Uh, but we have like the same 
you know, we have some same creators and we have some new creators. Um, like Atiba, this is his first time um, partner, partnering with us. I've, I had also done some comics for his project, uh, Horrorgasm. Um, <laughs> and then Anthony, yeah. And then That's Anthony sick. Jimenez, like he and I like went to high school together, but like he, like, my God, his stuff is so rad. Like I'm such a big fan of his work. Um, Cause like, um, it, this is like the first time, like I've seen like somebody like, at least like locally kind of take on the like, you know, I guess Aztec futurism, like, or, or however you, you would describe it, Mesoamerican civilization. He's the one with Esmeralda and... Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and it's, like, very refreshing to see that because, like, with Black Panther, you know, bringing Afrofuturism to the mainstream, and it and it's really, really wonderful, like, seeing that for, like, the Black community, um, you know, and so I'm happy to see that same energy happen for, you know, Latinx and, like, Indigenous people. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited for like the collection of stories we have. Like we're all like just trying to like push this Kickstarter wherever we go because we're so like like oh like we really want to see those like physically in our hands. Hell yeah! No, absolutely. Yeah. You know where great. You know where uh, some of that merch would look great. It's right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your backdrop is looking emptier and emptier. Are you selling no, those fun clothes, Lou? I am going to get rid of some Funkos. I do have the... Let me see if I can grab it so you guys can see how awesome this is. You're, you're minimizing, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to. Trying to. But I, I did meet... Uh, uh, we Who was on the phone? Lalo Alcaraz. Uh, yeah. Comic book artist who was at, at... And he, he signed this one. And then check out... this is I got two because I had him on the podcast. So we got a podcast deal going. But I got this one, which is even oh, awesome. I have the magnet oh, of that. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. How fucking dope is that? Sounds sound sounds sound signed and everything. Mm-hmm. Um so nice. so that we know how the uh, the anthology and the collaboration uh came in effect, but do you remember, for example, like what was the first story you put down paper to Thought Bubble? Was it a little mm-hmm. comic strip? Was it an idea? Was it like a family joke? What was the first time that you actually did the thing if you were um well so the like in general or like for the anthologies no i mean like in your in in your life as a as an artist um i i mean i think high school is when i started like actually making like little comic short stories about my friends and i um and i called it like u-boats like unfortunately based on a true story um and I don't know, like, it was, like, my way of, like, keeping a diary of, like, like, and reading them now, it's very much, like, yeah, this is definitely, like, an inside joke kind of humor. But, like, I also, I mean, at the same time, I started, like, uh, watching this film called, like, Persepolis, which is about, like, an Iranian woman who, uh, who wrote a graphic novel just about her growing up during the Iranian Revolution and living in Europe in her, like, early 20s, um, and just kind of like having those different cultures sort of, you know, meet and where does she fall in? And like, that was really inspiring to me, except, you know, but at the time I was like, man, like we don't have like, we don't have something cool to talk about, like a whole like revolution, um, but whatever. So like, I just kind of kept like little like skits, you know, that I would draw out. Um, and I don't know, I just wanted to keep that same energy. Like I still want to like, like bring like a big girl like actual writing you know (laughs) 
narrative to that and like do like a little compilation um so yeah we'll we'll see i've i've got a lot of ideas and not a lot of time so i'm trying to like pace myself a little bit better but yeah it's still something i i still want to like put to paper do you still work full time like a day job and then also the the creative aspect is on the side or oof Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh like if you're talking about like behind the scenes just like today is opening day for the Padres Mm -hmm. um so I'm gonna be downtown Padres uh (laughs) sorry go ahead so I'm gonna be downtown no it's okay uh we're gonna be downtown just all day like probably getting interviews from fans and that's gonna go the way it's gonna go both good ways and bad ways it'll be fun great (laughs) it'll be fun yeah so I don't know like I if I have like a chill lunch break I'll probably like work on stuff during that time um but yeah it's just it's just about like time management it's it's not easy but it but it can be done mm. yeah I bet right now I'm kind of going through a transitional period where I um currently am un- unemployed because my clinic closed down and I am mm. I make really good money in my career job I have a master's but I'm struggling because I want to, you know, mm. I do want to do acting, filmmaking, just anything really in the creative side. So I'm considering moving up yeah. to LA. I don't know. What should I do, Andy? Follow your dreams, baby. <sighs> you know. Um, I mean, LA is a good. I mean, how like it's got like infinitely more like uh, film opportunities mm. up there. Um, but just like, I don't know budget wisely get roommates because like cost of living is not getting cheaper um, definitely no yeah there's just so much job and, opportunities uh, when it comes to the uh industry up there though that aren't in san diego yeah. sadly like i want to stay here but mm. yeah it's yeah I, I think like i don't i don't think our industry will ever come close to la because la has so much history there but that isn't mm-hmm. to say that we can't do something like uniquely our own either and I mean, having like Comic-Con, you know, kind of put us a little bit more on like the cultural, like pop culture map, I think really helps. And the fact mm-hmm. that we're so close to the border, you know, kind of shapes like what sort of type of stories we can tell here. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically we tell any kind of story, but you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. But um, I, I think like the best advice I heard was like, Sometimes, like, yeah, it does help to do jobs for free for exposure, but you, it needs to be, like, a big exposure. It can't just be, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like, I have a vlog, I'll expose, like, no, like, don't waste your time with any of that. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, no, exactly. And don't be afraid to vouch for your, like, wage, salary, whatever. Yeah. Five, five yeah. free, right. Five I, had free, to throw, right baby. I, even though the Padres skunked us in the playoffs last year, I do have to put my Mets hat on. So, got to represent on opening day since you guys are all Padre out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, we're live talking with uh, Andy Duplith of yes. the Accidental Aliens Anthology. And what's your comic book uh, called, uh, Andy? Um, my comic story is called Pink Delirium. It's about um, a non binary person that gets transported to the fairy world uh but then they learn why the fairies should not be trusted mm. oh sort of a, mm. yeah mm. okay mm. yeah we're talking about sort of commentary about talking about like the staten island fairy or what fairy? oh fairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the commentary on on what 
uh, uh, escapism and, uh, you know, using like social media to kind of like escape from real life and how that too has its pitfalls. Mm -hmm. Did that come about in 2020 when COVID was going on and all of that? Did you find the need to escape a little more? Uh, Weirdly enough, no. Like I, and what I'm about to say, like, I want to acknowledge like, Uh situation was unique for it to happen or for me to feel the way that I feel about it but like honestly like the pandemic was probably the best thing that had happened to me in a long time but again at the same time like that does not take away over how horrible and shitty it was and if I could do it all over again I would not because that meant other people wouldn't die you know but so I just want to make that clear I'm not like yay it's a hot take the A to Z (laughs) Yeah, but like, as, as far as, like how I love the pandemic. <laughs> and here's what I mean: like at the time, I was working in a newsroom that I was not happy with, and the people in my personal life probably know what I'm talking about. But um, and then we had to work from home, and I really needed that like moment of solitude. Like I, I don't know, I like meeting people, but I, I love having my me time, and working in like a cubicle with like a boss that was constantly like checking to see if you were busy like it was stressing me out it was it was stupid like there was no mm. it didn't make me more productive it didn't make me do anything so working from home kind of gave me that break and I started working on music and I started like writing other stories like during the pandemic up until recently I focused a lot on um like taking writing classes making music um and trying all these other ventures that I never had the time to do you know, and, and so that's what I mean. Like, it was no, good for me personally. Um, but again, it I, I'm also like privileged enough to have had a, a good job for me to continue to pay my rent, um, pay for my groceries, like all these things. So like, I do want to be clear, like, I'm not like, yeah, like, no, it worked just, out for me. It'll work for you. Like, it's, we're it's just different. Missing, you know. Why not no, just learn how to code? Listen, this is why we need to <laughs> seize the means of production, comrades. Right, anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, we're live here with Andy. Uh, your your sister's checking in. Uh, one of my favorite stories hey. of Andy is the time a guy was in a car to speed chase and he stopped to order in and out. I love that. I mean, she, Priorities, I she, man. I think she succinct, I think she succinctly told the story there. Right? Is there is there yeah, more? To I, it? I didn't. I didn't actually cover the story, but I did tell her about it. This was like an Arizona, like a Phoenix station was covering this. I did make a little like compilation video as a joke, but anyway. Um, yeah, in this story, there's a guy that was being arrested. I think he had like a warrant for his arrest and I, I, it doesn't matter. He was, he was being chased down the, the streets of Phoenix and then he just goes into an in and out, starts ordering. And then like the police are like in like the drive through like behind him, like, and then he sees that and then he like, leaves <laughs> without his burger. And I'm like, no, man, like you've come this way. Like you're not going to get in and out in jail. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's and then true. he like goes in and yeah, they caught him like two seconds later, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> but he got his burger, right? <laughs> no, he left oh, before no. his order was ready. <laughs> Look, I can, I can, I can sort of relate to that story. Um, just... <laughs> All right. Wow. So during the Giuliani administration in New York, they had they uh, the way uh, Giuliani cleaned up the city was basically by paying cops a shit ton of overtime to patrol and arrest people. It's like the broken windows theory to arrest people for petty crimes. So he was arresting people Mm -hmm. for jumping the turnstile, for peeing outside, for all these little smaller things that they would normally just give you a ticket or let you go. So on my night off, because I used to work nights, which was like a Tuesday night, I go to the three dollar movie theater uh, in New York. Um, to go watch some some movie 
and I go outside and I'm like, I got nothing else to do. So I'm going to smoke a bowl and then go back inside and watch another movie. So I go around the corner. I sit in front of the thing and I had just bought myself like some snacks and I had them in my, my windbreaker. So I had like a big giant ass Kit Kat and some stuff. So I go there and I, and I'm, smoking weed and there's this white van like this generic white van and i'm like oh that'd be funny if some cops jumped out of that van right and i'm just sitting there smoking a bowl and i'm like think i'm in new york city nobody gives a fuck and all of a sudden a bunch of cops jump out of the back of the van and arrest me for smoking weed what <laughs> the fuck seven cops out of a it was a fake taxi a white van and all of a sudden i'm like rah, 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 rah. And i'm like i'm just sitting here I, i'm just smoking a bowl obviously this was a long time ago not today when it's more legalized but that's how they were cleaning up New York. They were just arresting people. I was arrested and I was, and they got thrown me in the back and there were two other Colombian guys who were smoking a blunt in Central Park. Nice. And I got, and I got arrested with a bunch of people. Somebody didn't pick up after their dog. So they arrested them. Another person jumped the turnstile, even though they had a full Metro card in their pocket because they were running late. They got arrested. And it was just a bunch of people in these jail cells for just doing these little crappy, crappy crimes. But <clears throat> When they put me in handcuff and they patted me down, he opened up and he's like, oh, and he saw that I had Kit Kat and a bunch of fucking snacks with me. And he just sort of looked at him and he's like, you're going to get the munchies later, aren't you? And he's <laughs> like, ah, that's all right. We'll let you keep them. So oh. he closed up my thing again. And they when they locked me up, they since they don't take your clothes or nothing. They put me in holding. I, I had like snacks. So I was like. Nice. In the middle of the night. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> I had to spend the night in jail. Uh and they took my walkman. Oh that's yeah. mean. At least you had anyway. munchies. But they let but <laughs> they let they did in that in that instance I was able to eat the burger or keep what me. a hero that one. That that's yeah, a good that's, cop. It's a good cop right there. <laughs> the one good cop I met. The one good cop. <laughs> yeah. We found him, guys. We found him. Yeah, we you found arrested him. me for a very minor crime, but thanks for letting me keep my snacks in jail. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, hey, listen, hey. I, I said it, I could relate to the guy wanting to get in and out. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I, um, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Andy, and then we'll catch you off. Oh, just that. Yeah. Like priorities. It's, I don't know if I would do that if I was actually being pursued by like 800 police officers, but, no. you know, but live your life, man. Yeah. Live your life. Live your life. Mm-hmm. And you know what's a good way to live your life and contribute to others? How Lou? Like donating to the alternate dimension, the twenty twenty three accidental aliens anthology. Escape yeah. to your world, not our own, with the accidental aliens. Latest anthology, six new stories by more up and coming comic creators. And we are all about creating and supporting indie creators at all levels. So if you are a fan of comic books, of indie film, of indie comics, writers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. diverse group of you know, not like those purpose, not like those purposeful aliens. These are the accidental, accidental. the accidental, aliens. yeah, the accidental aliens. Uh, yeah. And they're almost there, guys. Go donate. They're like almost they're almost there. there. Since you, since they're gonna get there. I mean, they're Over gonna the get hump. there. But we just want to give them a little push and promote it and give you guys some media. <laughs> and also, smart move having the smoke show on your video, right? I mean, that's gotta. That's got to push numbers there right away, right? You, you Hopefully, like, yeah. <laughs> the bunch of dudes were like, we're going to sit this one out. And they're like, yeah, you know what, Andy? Why don't you, why don't you do the video? You, yeah, it'll work. <laughs> that that work was literally it. the conversation we had. Like, you should do it. I'm like, no. Yeah. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's what I tell Sophia. <laughs> Sophia, post more thirst traps on the Anthony Show page. <laughs> Dude, I, 
we are so close and I'm like if like on day like whatever like two days out before the Kickstarter closes I will start an OnlyFans I'm like half kidding when I say this but I'm just like I will post like me and my (laughs) like we get to 99% the feet pictures will begin (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) like videos of me like doing like squats at the gym like fine whatever whatever yeah You know what? We do that. You do that anyway. It's free content. Let's just, yeah, let's monetize it. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to be, you know. All right. We're going to jump into some tabs. Andy's going to stick around and help us out. Unless, did you have any other questions specifically to Andy or we can Uh, sort of pop them in? Well, okay. So the one thing that piqued my interest going through your background was you were reporting around the time that Bernie Sanders was doing his presidential campaign. And I know that he went to National City. Um, Mm-hmm. Do you have any recollection, or what did that mean to you, or how did you partake, etc.? Yeah. Uh, so, quick thing: I'm technically not a reporter. I'm a camerawoman yeah. um, or video journalist, if I'm feeling my oats. Videographer. Um, mm. It's a videographer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just in case, like, if you don't ever see me in front of the camera, it's because I'm technically not a reporter. Um, but yeah, I did cover the Bernie Sanders in National City thing. That was. It was great, but my God, was it a lot of work. Um, and part of it was, I was still, I think that was like my, again, first or second year as a video journalist. Um, I was working for a station uh, that didn't have the best resources. And like the planning was just such a shit show. And I mean, I don't know, like the, the station uh, did not seem to be like the biggest fan of Bernie Sanders. So I think that's why they weren't really that. We're out of now. Maybe. maybe I know, like the how dare they? Yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, it it was just kind of an endemic part of that particular station where, no matter people's intentions, like the the communication was always garbage. Um, and so like there was a bunch of parts missing, and I needed to like find them, and then needed to drive down there, and then like the cable wasn't working, so I had to get a replacement cable. And so I, I just remember that day just running around, and on the top of that, like trying to like get interviews with people, um. The reporter that was on that story, though, like John Soderman, like that guy was a saint. Like he was like one of the sweetest guys you will ever meet. Um, and so so that part was nice, like working with him and just like and he was just like, Andy, I'm starting to feel the burn. I'm like, yeah, boy, John. <laughs> love John. We love you him. know, what, you know, what, what, what Bernie was feeling is that taco combo at Casa del Taco. Yeah. That's, that's that's where that's where they that's where they decided that to go was, have lunch. Yeah, that, that they decided to go have lunch at my they? family's restaurant. Yeah. So Secret awesome. Service closed down the whole parking lot and my my dad oh, calls shit. me and is like, "Hey, a presidential candidate is coming to the restaurant. We, they didn't tell us who." And we're like, "Well, what mm. happens if it's Trump?" And I was like, "Kick him out." <laughs> <laughs> don't serve refuse service what do you mean it's like what happens if it's hillary i was like i mean feed her but don't be too nice and they're like what if it's bernie i'm like i will go i will be there and so mm-hmm. i drove over there and yeah i was fangirl i was just watching him eat and then i talked to him a little bit and i was like he, hi nice. mr sanders like i i do have a bernie sanders story like i actually met him briefly um this is when i was working at kpbs Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for like the Latino voting coalition. He w- came to be like a big speaker there. This was in 20, either like end of 2019 or like before the pandemic in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was there with another reporter named Andrew Bowen. And so the like, whatever in between person, it's like, you know, Mr. Sanders, here's our, the reporter for KPBS is Andrew Bowen and Andy Duke with his photographer. And like, he's shaking my hand. He was like, 
wait a minute, Andy and Andrew, is the, is the Andy show at KTVO? <laughs> like, this is the best moment of my life. Thanks, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> this is the best. I love him. Isn't he so tall, too? Dude, he's fucking so, giant. Like, he's giant. I was just like, but like he stands up and he's like eight feet tall he's so yeah he looks so tiny and like you know and then you hug him and you're like oh my gosh hi hello yeah i'm big and where's he from originally new york like yeah vermont i think right yeah that's who he represents now Um, well anyway wherever he's from they they grow him tall (laughs) yeah like a tree Mm -hmm. good times yeah (laughs) all right we're live and alive with uh, Andy Duglis. We're talking about accidental aliens. We're talking about her campaign, her life as a video journalist and camera person for the news, as well as as an editor, comic book writer. And you can find her anthology in the chat and donate to it to help out a worthy cause and a worthy group of Mm -hmm. individuals. Let's jump into some tabs. Uh, But if you are watching this for the first time, make sure you hit that like button, share the stream. And make sure that you are following Me Hent the Show across all platforms. You can literally just look for at Me Hent the Show on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, yeah. and you will find us there. Or you can type in Me Hent the Show wherever you find your podcast, and it'll take you to the Podbean's page. Or in Podbean, it'll take you to everywhere else. So hey, let's say you want to listen on Spotify. Spotify, you hit that Spotify button, and it'll take you right to your the Spotify account. And look, it's the same show. Wow. So let's say you want to listen on Google Podcasts. Well, it'll take you wow. there as well. Wow. Yeah. So anywhere you wow. get your podcasts, you'll always get that same logo. Me hint this show. Give us a follow. Listen to some episodes. Yeah. Give us five-star ratings, baby. Five-star. Yeah, we need some ratings. I guess the, the and, and, and people, you know, listen, we're 100% okay with you just leaving it on in the background. You know, <laughs> that's what I keep talking about. <laughs> just just like, leave it on. Just put it on. Work just put it on, just let it keep. Let it play. Leave it on for your dogs. Dogs like it. Yeah. 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 Honey that's made an whole, appearance earlier. Yeah. That's all. That's we, all yeah, we got. We got dogs in the background here as well. We got. <laughs> there they are. There they are. There they are. There's the dogs. Oh, the puppies. Oh, actually, right shy, to me. shy girl broke a nail. What? Yeah, because oh, she she, she likes her nails all long, or that's also I'm lazy. Uh, but she has, and so she's one of them like split. So now I have to like, and she's oh, she's no. tough. She's she's tough. She's a tough little broad. But uh, she, um, but I have to wait till it sort of either that or after she has to add like, or I have to take her for like a six hundred dollar vet visit. Oh, like, okay. it like ripped, ripped, oh. like from no, no, like space? half of it failed, but it, but it's part of the quick. So every time I try to like get it, get get it to come off, it's there. So I just sort of have to let it, oh, you know, to f- let the other one grow in a little bit before we can take it off. That's what they told me. They're like, or we have to put her under, and we have to trim it, and then yeah, because she won't let anybody touch her. She's too shy, you know. Oh, she doesn't like that. All right, let's yeah. jump into some tabs, and we still have a chance here if anybody wants to submit. I think we have a couple of submissions for an anonymous way, Ooh. anonymous advice. Let me do find it. The, let me actually find the. Let me let me find anonymous way. If anybody needs anonymous advice from unqualified individuals. Please go ahead and uh, <laughs> yes. post your questions. Use this link, and we will try our best to get your question read during the show. We fix your show. problems, baby. That's what we do. We we may not be able to fix our own problems, but, but we, we can, can help fix you yours. With, but we can help you with yours. Yeah, it's, it's one of those classic <laughs> situations where 
we can't we can't take our own advice. All right, um, all right. Let's jump into some news. Um, as we, kind of, oh, hold on a second, hold on a second. All right, all right. Obviously, we're in the United States. Another school shooting. This is the only thing different about oh. this one is that people are actually admitting that nothing's going to change. This, yeah. I believe, is a uh, Republican Tim Burkett from Tennessee, um, basically skipping the thoughts and prayers part and just getting to the reality of it, which you can hear him say it in his own words. Three precious little kids lost their lives, and I believe three adults, I believe this. And um, and the shooter, of course, lost their life, too. So it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation. And we're not going to fix it. Yep, right there. Hey. One more time. <laughs> not going to fix it. I'm sorry. No, was one more time. What one more time. Fuck? We're not going to fix it. And we're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals. And my daddy fought in the Second World War, fought in the Pacific, fought the Japanese. And he told me, he said, buddy, he said, if somebody wants to take you out and does it. If somebody wants to take you out and they have mental health problems and it is incredibly easy for them to go to a store and buy a gun, gun I think yeah. is what he should add it to this part. Yeah, and it's easy. It's he easier forgot. to go get a gun than to start a podcast. It's easier yeah. to get a gun than to get a, li- a, a library card sometimes. It's easier to get a gun in some states than it is to get a driver's license. Mm-hmm. But so he should have added that. Mind losing their life. There's not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it. Except perhaps passing smart. Yeah. Maybe some, yeah. Some, some smart background checks, some yes. red flag laws. Maybe just yeah. the bare minimum. No, there's even, nothing we can do. There's that nothing. Even, that even mm-hmm. most uh, Second Amendment rights would at least agree to. But right there, he just he gives away. And we're not going to fix it. Right. Right there. That's that's all you need to hear about that clip. The we're not going to fix it. Obviously, Andy, you you get hit in the, you know. You get hit with this all the time in, in your job. And what is the what what is the what is the mood in the newsroom when something like this happens? Is it is it, it, it you know? We're numb. We're so numb to it that it doesn't really there is no mood about this in particular, you know. I think our like crossroads of holy shit, are we gonna do this something was the um Uvalde tragedy of last year. Yeah. Uvalde and, that and was Sandy rough. Hook. Sandy Hook when, yeah. they, when they were like, yeah, it's a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I only mentioned this just to kind of like drive home just how serious it is. Like, I remember editing the Snapchat videos from the Parkland shooting um, where I had to either blur out blood or, you know, tone down the students screaming bloody murder as they're fellow students or teachers are being slaughtered in the hallways or wherever, you know, it's, it's, we don't have to have any stretch of the imagination to know how fucked up it is, you know? And the thing of like, realistically, like if we actually did decide, which the country isn't going to do, but if we actually did decide to like do something about banning assault rifles, like so many are, are are already out there. Um, We can have like, there are gun buyback programs already implemented, but you know, those could be, given more resources potentially but um so much of it too is just like again like how how do you stop the cycle of violence you know or how do you prevent crime from from even happening in the first place and a lot of it does have to come down to investing in your communities um you know i covered a story when i was at kpbs about you know it the story is like gets really into like you know uh being convicted and going to jail and like what you should be or shouldn't be convicted for like blah blah, blah like the, the point that I'm trying to make here was we, the, we spoke to the person that um, had just gotten out of jail after like serving like 
15 years for uh, breaking and entering. And we asked him, like, how did you get involved with the people that you were, like, doing these, like, crime things with? And he was like, well, like, I had, like, he was from, like, Paris, California. And he was like, I had, like, a basketball program that I used to go to when I was, like, in elementary school. And I had a lot of fun. But then we lost the funding for that. And I didn't really know what else to do. I was a bored kid. And, you know, I just fell into the wrong crowd. And obviously, like, basketball leagues aren't going to save the world, like, just in and of itself. But it does help, you know, provide an outlet for, you know, Absolutely. kids. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and I mean, it, it's things like that. Like, no one wants to invest in the community just because it's not profitable. After, after school programs yeah. are, like, the, the cheapest the cheapest way to help people out. Uh, child care programs, all these things that 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 are like whenever they they need budget cuts they're like let's cut all the little things that annoy us all the social of, services like, that help the people right. it's like let's cut those before mm-hmm. any other profits capitalism am i right yeah, yeah. Oh, you know it's uh that i also just want to like make one more point like if you take anything away from this podcast as much as i love my kickstarter like take this take this away vote local like i know that there's a lot of people very frustrated by the voting process voting local helps a lot people mm-hmm. are like oh my vote for the president it won't matter it will matter if it's for your local school board your county board of supervisor we just had one resign last night because of some sexual shenanigans yeah. that he apparently did fucking christ anyway voting local like it your vote carries a lot more mileage and it can be the difference between whether a you know something like the Sandy Seeds or Health Center or other programs gets funding or not. So mm-hmm. please vote local. I cannot yes. stress that enough. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, anyway. All right. So yeah, uh, I love that. We're gonna clip that. That's amazing. Clip it. Vote local. Clip it. Yeah. Clip, clip it. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bill Hicks, comedian Bill Hicks, used to have a, a bit that he did about um, you know it's always like bad. Why they always put bad drug stories on the news, not good stuff stories. Like it's always teen gets high jumps off building thought he could fly it's never like hey person gets high realizes that we're all one consciousness you know and Mm -hmm. that uh, we shouldn't worry too much about shit um so this falls under that uh, story here uh san diego teen high on salvia survived 60 foot fall from hotel window apparently uh kid got high uh thought he could fly jumped out of a window and again this is from the bill hicks bit but if you think you can fly just try from the ground first. <laughs> Wait, that's a good point. Try, try just you can take off from the ground. Why why go <laughs> like like try to dunk first, right? Go to a basketball court, see if like if you've never been able to dunk, but all of a sudden you're like, I can fly. Okay, well, dunk a basketball. If yeah. you can do that, then maybe jump get on your then, car, jump off of that. Don't start, idea. don't start on the fifth floor. That's all I'm saying. So, Have you ever done Salvia, Lou? No, I don't like I don't like it's, short burst of intensity. It's a fucking heart attack. I did it once and I thought I was dying. Don't do don't it, like, kids. I don't like that. I, the same reason I don't like whippets. It's, it's like uh, it's scary <laughs> and it lasts thirty seconds. You know, yourself. But, I had a heart attack. It was not good. There's much better, much better ways to get high. Mm-hmm. Not that you should get high, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You know. I'm just kidding. Thanks, all right. Okay. Um, all right. In uh, right before our eyes news, a uh, family feud contestant who joked about his marriage now accused of killing his wife. Oh, uh, my Timothy God. Blefnik, who appeared on the I game show in 2020, it. was arrested this weekend in connection with the murder of his strange wife, Rebecca. Um, this is a clip. 
where he, he sort of well this is a skip ahead of that so he was on the show the audience gasped. Yeah, i love you but said i do the audience gasped. Oh. so he made some jokes and some quacks about his uh wife and maybe regretting his marriage and now surprise surprise he did she's dead and he's one of the oh. suspects oh he did it yeah. he done did it come on you think he did it i mean come on isn't it like what's that percentage of like it's always the spouse like they're the fucking first yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's super yeah. super yeah. super super all right um so uh <laughs> I was Andy wanted to say something. Yeah. just like i i saw the clip i'm like you immediately know like this guy is fucking weird i'm like that is the look of somebody that has like several buried dead hookers in his backyard <laughs> like so you're saying yeah. this I would not be first. surprised we found more than just his wife, but anyway. Also, he was he was handing out fun passes backstage. So. <laughs> and was there, was, there was there were there were signs. All right. So um the Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> ski collision trial is very weird. Have oh my god. That? Yes. I right. saw the clip of the yeah, yeah, the lady. Yeah. So prosecutor is it? And and I know we've all been as a collective, you know, unit, um, been thinking like one single thing during this entire thing. And that is what does OJ feel about it? Oh, cause that's what I, I know. Like I was like, I wonder what OJ thinks about the Gwyneth Paltrow ski collision trial. Yeah. Me too, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, naturally. And, right. And, and, and apparently what he said is that it's nobody's fault. Shit happens. Oh. Sometimes things happen. And that ski Speaking of wife are, murders, ski, ski path, Ski paths are narrow, and he skied those slopes before. And sometimes, like accidentally, when you have a giant knife in your back pocket and there's mm-hmm. people around you, things <laughs> can happen. So it's we like, can finally fit. rest. OJ Simpson has weighed in on the Gwyneth Paltrow ski collision trial. We can all rest easy. Everybody, everybody take a deep <sighs> breath. It's <sighs> happening. All right. Sorry. Right, got a light in the movie. Did you see the clip of the? I think it was a prosecutor. She was like, she was flirting with Gwyneth Paltrow. She was like, (laughs) like, yeah, no, but it was hilarious. Like, she's such a she's fangirling while under oath, and (laughs) she's supposed to be interrogating her, you know, asking her hard hitting questions. And she's over here, like, oh, yeah, (laughs) like, we know you didn't do it. (laughs) It's absolutely, absolutely. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been so, like, out of the loop with, like, the Gwyneth Paltrow skiing trial. When I saw her name in headlines, like, Gwyneth Paltrow's on on trial, I thought it was for her, like, goop company or whatever that she does. Like, oh, one of her, like, yoni eggs gave someone, like, a UTI and now they're suing her or something. That would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Vagina candle drives men insane. You know, white women be skiing. White. What are we gonna do? <laughs> White girls be skiing. Why would be skiing? Clip that. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Since it's since it's baseball well, season, local and White girls be skiing. Those are the girls be skiing. What are we gonna many, do? In many ways, if you know. All right. Um, since it's opening day, here's here's an interesting part. So I don't know if you're familiar. Major League Baseball has instituted some rules this year, some rule changes. One of them being there's a pitch clock, meaning you know you can only uh, and also there's rules to speed up the game. Specifically, there's a pitch clock. I think it's 25 seconds from the end of last batter. The batter has to be ready to go within 10 seconds, and they can't continuously get out of the box. You know how, like, there'll be a swing. They'll come out. They'll take their gloves off, readjust their whole shebang-a-bang, get in there. You know, it's like 30 seconds, right? So you can't do that. The unintended consequence is the Dodgers played a game the other day, and it lasted two hours and eight minutes. 
most baseball games are two forty-five, three hours, sometimes three and a half hours long. Now, yes, it's difficult for people to watch that long, but also what does that do for people in stadiums? They are in a stadium, they walk around, they buy beer, then they buy more beer. The longer they're there, the more beer they can eat, the more food they can eat, right? So basically, it was a two-hour game. In L.A., people already show up in the fifth inning. So if you Mm -hmm. show up, like when you think the fifth inning is, you might show up and they'll be like the eighth inning, or you get up to go get beer and a whole inning or two will pass, you know? So. The question is, is baseball shooting itself in the foot by making these games shorter? Yes, it'll be better for people watching at home, easier for people to digest. But also, isn't part of the experience of going to a baseball game, knowing that you're going to spend three hours there and, you know, like, oh, in the seventh inning, we'll go walk around and the fifth inning, we'll go here and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Hmm. Oh man, I'm torn because I don't like the, it. The, I don't like long long games. Nobody yeah, likes long everything's games. expensive. I don't like to be held captive for seven innings and having to buy stuff. But uh, I also so, enjoy the watching the game experience. So I'm torn. I don't know. Well, that's 45. Like, look, if the average game goes to two hours and 50 minutes to two hours and eight minutes, that's 45 yeah. less minutes of purchase time for people, right? Yeah. From a purely business standpoint, I don't know. Like, it might speed up the game, but if beer sales and profits start to go down, they're going to come up with a reason to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andy? Uh, I'm not. So I'm not huge into baseball, but I I, I don't know. It's just like if if you're shortening the, how do you shorten the game? Like, doesn't this stuff like run its natural course anyway, yeah. or like do you get oh, like does. less times? They're just, they're just, they're just, they're just shortening the time between, because like I said, literally a, a batter would swing the bat and then he would step out and like readjust everything and like check himself, like undo his gloves, redo his gloves. Like it's like a thing and then sit there. So they're, they're trying to condense that time or the pitcher can just hold the ball for a long time and he throw the first base a bunch of times. Like they're just trying to speed up the, the in-between time so that it's more action faster. But the mm-hmm. unintended consequence might be that, that, that it's going to, Make it so that it, I don't know if it's going to be that much worth it to go. If if you show up late, the game is going to be over so much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't know. As someone who's a major league baseball player, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> in I'm my expert like, opinion. Affect, yes. In my expert opinion, as someone that has watched a baseball game because they had to for work. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it, I could see it like affecting like the athletic ability because like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in the mind of a baseball player, but if we're used to just having that like 30 seconds of like, like I'm going to set them out or I'm or like, or whatever, like, okay, I'm going to like hold the bat this way. Like, I don't know. Like when you've only got like 15, I mean, I don't know. It it just seems to me like it's going to bite them in the back, but I don't know. Things surprise me. Yeah. Injuries could be a thing. Like people not used to playing this fast pitchers that have to pitch every 25 seconds that might need a breather. It might affect like gay situations. But like I said, watch out for it. If beer, because he literally said, I hope they were able to sell enough beer. So if beer sales go down because the games are faster and it's like, oh, game's over, uh, then watch out. They might that watch out because that'll trump anything else. That's true. Money talks. But no, I mean, I agree. I don't know. This is kind of this is kind of like, you know, going from a full game of chess to like playing a rapid. It brings down the quality a bit. So, Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, new horror movie just dropped. New most scary thing you'll ever see in your life just dropped. All right. I'm right here. Oh. 
come right here. Come here. I'm gonna get, baby. I think you're gonna bite my toes. I'm not gonna hurt you. What the fuck? It's fucking creepy. You're just, you're just so strong. You're so strong. No. No. Nope. No, absolutely not. I like how you both changed from like, oh, this is sweet. <laughs> to like recoiling in heart. I, I think we just need some time before. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you. Oh, bitch. What's the matter? I still think you're gonna bite me. I'm sorry. Please bite her. Bite her. That's why. See? Mm-hmm. You scared me. You tried to hurt me. I'm not gonna hurt you. But you tried to kill it. I'm sorry. I'm not for animal cruelty, but this would be a good case. Look, look, in this order, number one, find whoever had that parrot first because parrots learn by repetitions. Uh, yeah, the learn. Let's add learn. that parrot to the intro. Yeah, and uh, and and search for that. <laughs> whoever owned that parrot, search their crawl space for bodies. Number one. Because you. that that parrot has heard some shit. Yeah, seriously. That, don't don't they have to be hearing something consistently for them to repeat it? For a parrot, right? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So they so so. so uh, just All right. Do you think that this parrot is, belonged to the Family Feud guy? Yeah. Family Feud. The Family Feud guy's parrot, right there. I'm not gonna hurt you. Yeah. All That's right. scary. That's very scary. Mo- moving on to another scary situation. Uh, all right, here we go. This is what happens if you're stuck in an elevator with this. (laughs) (laughs) Not me being super hyped, like, yeah, take me home. That's because you, that's because that's your, that's a karaoke. Because it's karaoke, yeah. I'm like, it's my job. (laughs) Everybody's like, please, please move faster, elevator. I would be dancing with this woman. I'd be like, yeah, Karen, let's go. Country road. All right. It just, after the first like, lift, is she I still going? Like, She's still is, going. Is she still going, huh? Yeah. Okay. Nightmare scenario. <laughs> nightmare scenario. Nightmare scenario, too. All right. Uh, I start requesting Bomba Bunny, play by Bunny. Uh, if I had if I had to pick between the parrot or the elevator, I'd I'd pick parrot. The parrot. <laughs> like I don't do <laughs> sing along. All right. Oh my uh, god. You don't want to come out to karaoke night? No. I'm down for karaoke, just not impromptu elevator like girl elevator like, serenade to sing a song. You know, nonsense. That's true. All right. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you? What if you had to be in one of these scenarios for an hour, stuck in a later for an hour with one of these uh, mm. ca- impromptu karaoke singstress? Or impromptu um, preacher who starts trying to tell you about their religion for an hour. Singstress. I can't take preachers. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I can't take preachers. I I will. That will end in me physically assaulting them, which is not okay. (laughs) I'd break that motherfucker. Like, and I'm too tired for that. This is like if I'm. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. All right. What about you? I'd start messing with them. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely be like, uh, do Freebird. Hell yeah! Kill, like, <laughs> Can you do Freebird? Free right. Do that three times, and then we're out of here. All right, you good. should not. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. In by curious news, um, the Wizards of Waverly Place showrunner confirms Alex and Stewie Stevie were a couple, but they weren't allowed by Disney Channel at that time. It was pretty clear no. to us what the relationship was. Sophia, your thoughts? No, I hate what I hate when fucking networks do this. They always do this. They play the queer baiting. They do the whole yeah. They do that whole thing without um actually taking the fucking fall and like doing it. You know um. What is it called when you do it uh like actually outwardly i guess um yeah so they ship them they do the queer baiting they get the audience they get the money and then years later oh by the way dumbledore was gay the whole time he 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 like you didn't do anything about it no don't right. make something canon after it's been aired and you just played around you just fiddled with it and got us queers all excited and we gave you our money and time fuck this i don't like this Whatever. Yeah. Were you? Did you ever watch the show? Were you excited about it at the time? Or? I was a little too old at the time, um, but I did <coughs> catch it. It's actually really good. It, it's actually really mm-hmm. good. But I did catch a little bit, but I have no idea who this character is. Um, no, I was in my glee phase at this point. So I was going to the outward queer people. <laughs> that yeah. was where Santana and Brittany were actually getting it on on screen. You know, that was great. <laughs> and Alex Russo has now been created to be canonically bisexual. Yeah, don't make shit canon after the fact. That's stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. What is your guys' take? Andy, help me out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't watch The Wizards of Waverly Place because A, I didn't have Disney Channel. Thanks, Dad. And B, I didn't, I don't know, I was too old for the demographic anyway. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm so fucking sick of it. Like, I, I do want to see more, like, queer, non-binary, like, trans, like, characters on screen, but I want it to be done, like, properly. I don't want this, like, half-assed bullshit that you're, like, you're talking about. You can't, like, retroactively, oh, just kidding, they're queer now, yay! Yeah, like, they were queer all along. No, like, like, yeah, like how they, 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 they retroactively made um, yeah. the, uh, the character on Star Trek also gay, right? Uh, yeah. Because he was played by a gay character. yeah like george takei even said like no like i was playing sulu as a straight character like and you do see like sulu like not like get with women but like he does like flirt with them or have like women companions throughout the series so it's just like Mm -hmm. yeah again i'm all for it but it's just this sort of like reskinning of old properties to either make them queer or to make them a person of color like i want to like it you know, but at the same time, it's like, why can't we just make space for just new characters uh, that are, again, like, outwardly queer, definitely queer. You're not doing this nod and wink, like, to have it both yeah. ways. Like, you're like, no, 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 this person is gay. Like, this person mm-hmm. is a lesbian. Like, whatever it is. I don't understand why we can't make space for new characters that are like that. But anyway. Preach. A little rant. Preach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was like the 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 example today is is also like when they're like, hey, let's make uh, Idris Elba's um, the next James Bond, and then some people are like, yeah, 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 but it's like, yeah, okay, but why don't why not just create a whole different like black spy character instead of having to just be like, and and for somebody who loves films and who loves Idris Elba, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it, but then. When you hear the opposite opinion, it's like, okay, I, I understand more. It's like the, you know, hand-me-down clothes scenario. It's yeah. like, no, you can't have your own stuff here. Here's a t-shirt somebody else already wore. 
Benefit of the doubt, though, I do appreciate that a little more because you're now reimagining a character in a new way. So if Alex Russo were to, if they were to do Wizards again, and then Alex Russo was outwardly and very proud bisexual, then cool. But there's mm-hmm. something icky about retroactively just inserting that fact. It's like, mm, yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, if I you're still here, Oh, just that I think they're doing something similar with Raven Simone. Um, they're gonna do. Yeah. They're thinking about rebooting. Um, That's so Raven, but in the show, she act she actually has a girlfriend. Well, um, they did though. That's the thing. They already did that's so Raven, and she has a daughter. She lives with uh, Annalise Vanderpool. What the fuck, Chelsea? But okay. they made her straight, which oh, is wow. weird. Like her husband. I don't know. Her baby daddy, something happened. Maybe now they're thinking, because she is queer and she's married to a woman. So I'm like, maybe now they're rethinking about okay, well. adding that in. I don't know. I watched the first season and then I was like, okay. Let's I've see. seen enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right. Um, so I said, Kenny's joining us. Say what's up, Kenny. Uh, you might Kenny. enjoy this one. We uh, we were talking about uh, Takashi69 who got jumped in a oh, yeah. LA, in an LA fitness of all places. Uh, but this is um, something that happened at a concert of his. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh! Wow. Not yeah. expecting that. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Sorry. Dude. I'm out. Wow. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't catch him either myself. So oh, it's a horrible. What? I mean, it's supposed to be the fans you pay to go to the concert. I love that. That's great. <laughs> That's a bunch of nope. Nope. Um, so um we talked a little bit a, a few weeks ago about Jonah Hill. Uh not, not about Jonah Hill, not about Jonah Hill. About Kanye West. <laughs> Did we? Okay. About oh. Ye. About about Ye. About Ye. But no, uh, the headline for this is Jonah Hill fixes Kanye. So <laughs> I'm open. Well, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're with me so far. Um, So basically, um, literally, this is literally what happened, um, is Kanye West watched 21 Jump Street. And after he watched 21 Jump Street, he went back on Instagram and he sent this out. Watching Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. Oh, we did it, guys. No no one should take anger against one or two individuals and transform that into hatred towards millions of innocent people. So he admitted that he was hating millions of people. No Christian can be labeled that to somebody. No, Jesus is Jew. Junk you, Jonah Hill. I like you. I love you. So then there was... The whole, the whole (laughs) means was like, (laughs) Jonah, Jonah Hill waking up and was like, you know, oh, hey, <laughs> Jonah Hill waking up this morning. Uh, it was the whole Jonah Hill ignores questions about Kanye West and the Jews. So he saved the world. This is great. If only. Now, look, so here's the plan now. If we ever get a time machine going, we don't go back and we kill Hitler. We go back and we show Hitler. Show him 21 Jump Street. <laughs> we yes. bring the VCR back and we show Hitler 21 Jump Street. Oh my God. That would have saved so many lives. So many. If only Hitler had watched <laughs> yeah. 21 this, Jump Street. This is giving me like, I have one black friend vibes. <sighs> I'm not racist. I have Hi. a black friend. <laughs> oh, Kanye. Just no, for- whatever, whatever dispels bigotry. If it's one weird comedy movie at a time, that's I'll totally take it. it but- 
This definitely was not on my 2023 bingo card. <laughs> for real, it was not. Jonah Hill solves the, the, the Kanye <laughs> problem. We, we solved anti-Semitism. Thank you, 21 Jump Street. You did it. I mean, yes. that's a good movie. I like it. It's that uh, good. All right. Uh, moving on. Jennifer Aniston says Friends is now deemed offensive by a whole generation of kids. In the past, you could joke about a big blah, blah, blah. So Jennifer what? Aniston said that, that a whole generation of kids find Friends offensive. Friends was the most like milk toast, like lame, yeah. like no black people or brown people in it. Like, it, I, how would you find? Maybe that's the part of it. That maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe that's the part you could find offensive about it today. That it's like takes place in the middle of New York City, and yeah. there's no like Dominican music driving by the apartment. Or, like, the fact that they can like, afford you know, that apartment size. Yeah, in New York City. yeah. So I think this is kind of like a non-story. I think this was just no. her trying to get a little right. Yeah, no, definitely. It's just her trying to get some, I don't know, publicity, I guess. Because this is a non-story. Yeah. Like, non-story. Mm-hmm. Non-story. Non-story. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, Shakira betrayed as Gerard Piquet's mom helped her son hide her affair. So the new story on the Shakira <laughs> thing is that uh, his, his mom was an accomplice in hiding this relationship. Oh. And there may have been a physical altercation um, between Piquet's mom and Shakira. What? So are we team the mom for helping her son and being family? Or uh, is, is Shakira owed some sort of loyalty women bond from her mother-in-law and not to help her son cheat on her? Listen, Linda, listen. If my son bags Shakira... I'm not saying no damn thing about his affair. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love, I, I'm totally for girl code, but that's his mom, right? That's his mom, yeah. So who do mom. you expect her to have loyalty towards? I mean, but in, in the same man, he's like, look, you're married to Shakira. Smack him around a little bit. Why are you well, being yeah, stupid? Yeah, that too. Thank you. Like, privately. I mean, yeah, I would yeah. slap him and yell at him, but like, I would also not go out of my way to tell Shakira. Home. I'd be like, please don't divorce yeah. my son. <laughs> Like I get, I get what you're saying, but like at the same time, like he's like she's his mom. Like yeah, exactly. Like, but fool, what the fuck you doing? Like you can't. If you're gonna cheat on your wife, like get a divorce. Yeah. It's not meant to be. It happens. We can be adults about it, mm-hmm. but don't be fucking stepping on your wife, who's a international superstar. Because then she's gonna create a hit song that's gonna get eight billion views in a day, and then you're gonna sign a whatever a deal yeah. with Casio. Like the world's weirdest flex. You don't want that for yourself, baby boy. Like Look, he's made a lot of money thing. off it, though. So it's like I feel like Isn't they're both it? profiting. I think they're playing. I think like, they're playing. I mean, he made a lot of money playing soccer. So I mean, right? That's true. Right. Listen, this good. is. I'm <laughs> sorry. The, the sports expert. Yeah. in over here. <laughs> you have a new sports expert, man. New sports Come expert. On. Baseball and soccer. We Do got it all. Center, I, mid, yeah, center defender for like know. one of the best teams in the world for a long time. Whatever. All right, <laughs> look, it, it reminds me of a conversation. <laughs> it reminds me of a conversation that uh, that Roger Daltrey once talked about the fact that he had a you know how does he feel being you know a celebrity and a singer and how he he's how he dealt with his girlfriends, and he said, "Listen, at some point in a relationship, I would have to sit them down and say, listen, I'm the lead singer of the Who.'" And let them know that there was going to be some women on the side. And if they couldn't understand that, then, you know, 
I it always baffles me how there's all these cheating allegations that come out from celebrities where I'm like, baby, like you guys are famous. You're gonna have a lot of options. Why don't you just agree to have an open relationship? I don't know. Just do, just I don't know. Yeah. Sit yeah. down. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Like Justin Bieber and Haley can do it. You know, they have whatever. They're just fucking the world. Good for them. I know. I know. That's a whole other topic we got to talk about someday. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. We can, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to just, that. Just dropping uh, that on. At the, at the festival, everyone was like, talk about Selena Gomez. I'm like, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Right. <laughs> uh, this is sort of news related, but it's also cultural related. A newswoman in Mississippi uh, was fired for saying the phrase, and I quote, Fo-shizzle my nizzle live on air when discussing a Snoop Dogg wine collection. No. So they were say they were talking about Snoop Dogg. They were talking about his wine collection, and this is what um, she said. I'm up with. I think that'd be pretty cool. Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you, Julie. What you think about that? Huh. <laughs> All right. So she didn't go hard R. She didn't say didn't anything. It was, I mean, I understand that we, so she was a 20 year anchor. So maybe she was making a lot of money. Some people are like saying, maybe they use oh, this yeah. as like an excuse to just mm-hmm. get rid of her. But I, I mean, obviously I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not black, so I can't really speak for the culture, but I don't necessarily feel like it's, it, it doesn't feel too dirty for me to, for her to say that. Right. No, it feels cringe, but it doesn't it's a little feel cringy. Yeah, I mean, it it's not for us. Yeah. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel racist. It just feels no. like. Karen-y sort of yeah it's it's giving more how do you do fellow kids vibes than anything else but yeah, yeah i yeah. i mean granted i i have not had that particular situation happen in a newsroom but i have seen like more like this person's waking making way too much money let's like try to retire them early or try, find an excuse mm-hmm. to fire them like like i could definitely see those shenanigans I feel like going on behind that's that's messed up yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. literally like giving her this script Put it on the prompter. She says it, and then no, she, that, was an that was an ad lib. That was an ad lib. That was an ad lib. I don't think. I don't think they. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they didn't put the. They didn't put it on the prompter. That wasn't. That yeah. wasn't a Ron Burgundy situation. I'm trying to defend this Karen. Come on, damn. No, All right. No. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, it definitely gives off the, the <sighs> hello fellow kids. The hello. no cap fr fr on well, God. Again, Real devil's fun. advocate. He is bestie with Martha Stewart, and if Martha Stewart can say it. Then gosh darn it, this woman can too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh all right, moving right along here. And we're talking with Annie. Remember, the accidental aliens yeah. alternate dimension 23 anthology is live. They have 19 days to go, and they're more than half the way there. So give them a little push. Get some of that free swag that people get. There's uh you can get your name in the book. You can get uh you can get one of the artists to draw a picture of you. Uh, you can just do it for the hell of it. You can do it for a t-shirt, all kinds of accidental alien situations happening. The link to the Kickstarter is in the chat. I'll also make sure that I put it as part of the video description, but Andy has stuck around with us for a little bit. We're knocking out some stories before we let her go. We'll be done here in a couple of seconds. So moving right along, we just saw that. Um, do any of you have tipping fatigue? Like like at restaurants or like tipping? yeah so um 
I guess now and there was a there was a there was a rage bait video that was supposed to be like, oh, you can tip your landlord now. But the only thing is now ah. you, anybody that has those blue card readers or anything that you've seen that the new wave, you put your card in, they turn it around and they're like, it's going to ask you a question. The question is, do you want to pay? Do, do you want to get more? Oh, I'm going to look away and see what you do. You know, and then it turns around and then it's like. Would you like to give an extra 15% for your to-go order that you, that, that all, I, all I did was literally grab it and, and hand it to you? Yeah. Not to diminish what, what frontline workers do, obviously, as somebody who eats a lot of food. I understand that. I always tip. But I do have a little bit of fatigue with, like, the, when you play for the default to be, like, you know, 15%. Like, mm-hmm. like I've. I, anytime I pick up any t- anytime I buy a drink at a bar and, and and I've had conversations with friends of ours that are like, oh, you don't have to tip them. Yes, you do. You tip, you tip, you tip your bartender all the time. If you can't afford a dollar a drink, you shouldn't be going out to bars. Um, and I always and I and I don't like tipping virtually because I know that that goes through their paycheck and to taxes. I like to keep cash on hand so that when I do pick something up, I can throw a couple of bucks into the cash tip jar. That way they can take that with them. Right. I also have friends that don't like to tip on on delivery apps. They have cash on hand because they're like, here, here's cash for their Uber drivers or for forever. And most people appreciate that. But has the technology gotten so egregious that people are having tipping fatigue? Sophia. Yeah. Yeah, it has. That's my answer. (laughs) No, it's insane. It's insane that in the richest country in the world, we still can't pay people livable wages and we have to rely on tipping. Um, It's sad that everyone's struggling out here and we all have to tip our servers and our everybody just because nobody is getting paid a livable freaking wage. I think it's tragic. I think it's terrible. I wish it didn't exist. When I go to Europe, I'm very happy because no one expects a tip because guess what? They're all getting paid well and everyone's happy. And it's amazing. Um, freaking utopia that I want. But yeah, sadly, we don't have that. And now it's getting even worse where like now there's a service. The other day, like we tipped the 20% and then we looked at the thing and there was a service fee. Which, why, why, what? I don't get it. I, yeah, there's fatigue and I just don't ever want to go out. I don't want to go out anymore. Don't invite me out, guys. I'm tired. I'm broke. Yeah, you know, you know where people are tipping too much? At karaoke bars to get bumped. To get bumped. I know, <laughs> yeah, right? We need a, we need a, we need a ixnay on Keep that. Keep doing just that, no. please. If you, get, if you get a selfish karaoke person and they're like, give me more money. Be like, no, I got tipping <laughs> fatigue. I'm sorry. Well, no, yeah. And then they just don't get bumped. Listen, that happens 90% of the time. It's just when the rich people that do have a lot of money, they want to get bumped. And homie, I'm going to bump them. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Okay? And the game is capitalism. (laughs) Listen, if you got disposable income to to, to give you $100 to get to the top of a karaoke list. Yeah, that white lady is going to sing 10 times. I don't care. I'm sorry. That white lady is going to get to sing. Karen, Karen, (laughs) you're, you're on again. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Andy, anything to do with uh, t- tipping fatigue for you? I don't feel bad if it's like, like, again, if it's, um, I ordered to go and I'm going there to pick up my food. Like, I don't feel bad for not tipping because yeah, it wasn't a service. I mean, the service besides like what, what I had paid for with the food, you know, if, if I go sit down at a restaurant or order a drink at a bar, yes, absolutely. But you know, no. Yeah. Um, Even if I'm picking up, I'll go. I'll it. go a buck at least, or like you know something. I, I always I want to do something, but you know what I mean. But but I do understand yeah. that it's kind of right. Let's get to the European system. I'm moving to Europe. Yeah, let's do it. 
That's what I'm doing. Right. Uh, Italy might invade soon. All of our oh, damn. Speaking oh, of. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Girl. I don't know. She's. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it either. Let's see. Let's see where it oh, goes. Oh, God. Oh, it's no. <laughs> you know, you could have just bought the. Okay. Right, the, the thing that they make pasta okay. out of, right? You could have just bought yeah. the flour if you wanted that. Yeah, the flour. Yeah. yeah you could have just, you know. All right. Hey, look. You made flour. You've deconstructed pasta. <laughs> All right. What? She's making a little, little, little patch there for the. Oh, little this egg. is just ungodly. She's going to make new pasta, isn't she? She's going <laughs> to she repasta. Is. She's making new pasta out of the old pasta. All right. So she does. No, this, she's so. not. Great Oh, look at her. What's going on here? That's a nasty, no. grainy pasta. No. That's a nasty, grainy. All right. Now she's, gonna, now she's going to flatten the already, the pasta that was already flat. Is she going to pastify it? She's going to pastify she's, it. She's re, she's re, no, she's going to. No, no. <laughs> oh, look, oh, you, look, oh my gosh, she made pasta with pasta. Look at her. Uh, look at how brilliant these people are. Wow. All right. <laughs> Love that she's, Oh, wow. Look at her. <laughs> All right. You know what you could have done is just not broken up the pasta, so let it stick together, and you have bigger chunks of pasta. Oh my goodness! But you know what? Jokes on us because we're watching it, and I'm sure she's gotten a lot of views on this. All right, and then uh, oh, oh look, oh, <laughs> it's so thick. <laughs> You've made super pasta. Oh my god! Wow. This is like, like high like at three in the morning. The yeah, the right. Like I'm gonna make pasta out of pasta. <laughs> All right, I don't have this. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick this story because I wanted to make fun of it. Number one, obviously, but it just <laughs> feel like it's such a 2023 title that I just had to bring it up for a brief discussion. Um, trans woman left sobbing in JFK airport after TSA agent hits her testicles. Report. So this happened in JFK airport. A trans woman went through the female uh, security line, and uh, somebody was playing with her area and then she posted a video of her crying in the I just think it's the most 2023 headline I've read in 2023 so far because it 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 speaks to like how they just sort of want to you know make makes make like spectacles of of stories like this mm-hmm. but any thoughts Sophia Yeah I mean no it just sounds like a headline that's bound to get a reaction I don't know the details um, my biggest question is why are we segregating lines and airports based on gender? I guess that's if weird. You, for <laughs> why is there a girl line and a boy line? Down. I don't get it. No, I, I mean, think pat it, down. it was then a just pat, get, pat down. Yeah, but then just get females to do the pat down it on I don't know. I don't know. It's so uh, weird too, because yeah, then I, my thing is like I get it, but then also there's people who are bisexual, like myself, who I am I gonna pat down a woman or a man, you know, regardless, like if you bring in sexuality into it, it doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. And it should be a job and you should be, you should be professional. It should be better trained. They should be better A gynecologist. Like, I don't ask her sexuality or her gender identification. Like, I don't know. Or it could be a man as well. There's guy gynos. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. Why Why are we? Why is this a thing? I don't know. Society has me exhausted right now. Non-story? Non-story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And since since we're on the top topic, like New York Post, I know they're known for the super tabloidy stuff. Like, they're the, they're also the ones that like, bought a bunch of other hot scoops about with Donald Trump and who he's which playboy he's fucking or whatever like they're not a very nice news source and this is clearly like 
their way of being pejorative and trying to like make mm-hmm. light of the trans issues when really there's a bunch of legislation being passed in many states, including Tennessee, yeah. um, where people are basically being like they're banning drag shows, which is like a not so subtle way of trying to ban trans people from existence. So yeah, it's book just, bands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Book bans, trans bands, bathroom there's bans, actual, whatever. Yeah, there, there's actual laws that are going in place that are hurting trans people. Yeah, they're they're, they're banning um all type of uh gender affirming care across the mm-hmm. board in multiple yeah. states and there's battles right now because listen we're going we're we understand that the the world is going to you know it's this 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 show is the definition of the dog in the burning room saying this is fine uh because yeah. we try to because we do need to laugh and have a little bit of fun and sort of react to stuff like that so we are yeah. not we'll, yeah. we will talk about tough topics but yeah just off the top the banning of, tra- of reaffirm uh gender affirming care uh uh abortion bans obviously now now there's battles between states because if you're allowed to sell an abortion pill in one state 18 other states don't want to do business with your company so it is going to be it is there's a lot of stuff happening in florida affecting news outlets and vloggers if you use uh anonymous sources you can get charged with a crime now um in florida they're passing immigration laws that say if you are in a car with an illegal uh, alien uh, immigrant, a uh, non-documented person, you can get charged for a crime, uh, which is going to promote, listen, surprise for people in Florida. There's shit tons of undocumented people in Florida working side by side with you right now. If you start making it a free-for-all where everybody's going to start snitching on each other, it's not going to be a good time. In yeah. Florida, like California, cannot live without the undocumented population that that, that holds it up. Uh, any Anywhere you go in Florida, there's people. So DeSantis is trying to be the fascist and he's trying to survive on that thing. So, so yeah. So yeah, the world's going to hell in a house basket, but we're just trying to have a little bit of fun. We understand it's serious, but we, you know, we talk about topics, but we don't necessarily have to go that deep. There's other places where you can go into it. Still fuck all fascist. Yeah. <laughs> fuck all fascists. <laughs> fuck DeSantis. Yeah. All right. Uh, in, like, fascism, in fascism yeah. news. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Please. Yes, the Q and oh, Shannon is free. <laughs> Woo! Yes. I'm just kidding. Uh, he? he got released 14 <laughs> months early and moved to a halfway house. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know. Hey, but... it happens. If Trump gets elected, he's going to pardon all of them, allegedly, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, and I want to remind everybody that you can, now that YouTube is making a push for podcasts, you can listen and watch all these YouTube videos of all the Mihenta show episodes back from when we started the show, even when it's like new pod who dis, that was the first mm-hmm. one. <laughs> uh, we did Oscar chats. We did, uh, are we heading toward World War II? Uh, we were, uh, so we've done ago. hellscape watch back girl canceled the red pill movement, hot Latino summer, um, pop culture check-in with Liz, all the episodes, uh, this episode with Andy will be up as well. So yep. where if you, if you, if you've decided to get your podcast on YouTube, <clears throat> we got you. All right. It's crazy that it's a platform now. It's trying to compete. I love it's, it. It is absolutely trying to compete. All right, Andy, we're almost done here. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to do two more things here. We're going to do no Nama's way. And we're going to do <laughs> a bracket bit with you as we do with all our guests. All right. Okay. So, so should Wait, we do bracket bit I, first? Or I'm just gonna grab my computer charger. I'm not yeah, like 10. I'll be right back. Well, well, me and Sophia will chat here. What should All we right, do first? Yeah, yeah. yeah, should we do no mama's way? No mama's way first, or should we do bracket bit first? Um, I'll say let's do bracket bit first. 
recommend for us? And that's not ju- and that's not just because I would really like to use a restroom at the moment, and that's a great time to do so. <laughs> Oh, is that is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, because I, it's part of my bit. It's more, it's more. No, it's also more yeah. of the uh, the guest thing, you know, where they do a lot of commentary. So I'm just like, ah, yeah, I think it's step up for a yeah, bit. Yeah, no, so I like how sometimes they're back a bit. You're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, wow, interesting choice. You know? Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I return. Uh huh. All right. So bracket bit, huh? Yeah, we're gonna do bracket bit now. I just yeah. Have to All right. Change, I, have, I have to change to this here for two seconds. And I will. I got to change because yeah, I only have, for some reason, I haven't uploaded the video. <clears throat> All right, Andy. We, as, as Sophia goes to the bathroom, we're going to do something that we call. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this. I'll be back. Yeah, it's all you. Mute, mute, mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I haven't been here in a minute. I have to wear, find where my video is. All right, here. Something we like to call. All right, that's it. It's 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 a uh, yeah. My friend, uh, I was like, I need a song for my bracket bit bit. And he's like, what do you want it to sound like? And I was like, I'm going to record myself and I'll send it over to you. And I did that in one take and I send it over to him. And him and my friend uh, Jovi uh, worked everything else around my beautiful, beautiful vocals. All right. The bracket bit is created to cause maximum pain. I'm going to give you two cho- two choices. You tell me which one. It's a basic bracket playoff type scenario. I'll give you two okay. things. You, you pick one. Now, the methodology that you use can be whatever. You can say which one of these two things you like best, which one of these would want in a fight, which one of these two you prefer or you would rather be more. You'd rather draw yourself. You can do this. I'm going to give you two female comic book superheroes or characters, and you tell me which one of them you prefer. And uh, we just ask that you try to keep the same methodology for the entire bracket bit. You ready? Okay. I'm so and, ready. And, and and we did this uh we did this previously with uh with a friend of ours and she and I gave her some like DC versus MCU villains and stuff like that. And the way she did it in her head was they were both under mind control and they had a fight to the death. You don't have to get that deep. You can just tell me which one you like <laughs> better. But I'm just okay. telling you, you, you can use whatever terminology you'd like. All right. And away okay. we go with Andy's bracket bit. We have okay. Jean Grey or Gamora. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. And then if you want to expand that, if you, if you if want to expand that, because she can get it. All right. That's perfect. All if right. she can get it. And Harley I, Quinn. Because I recognize her. Harley Quinn or Domino? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Supergirl. Who can also get it? <laughs> Is this a good thing? Who can get a bracket here? Uh, we have uh, <laughs> Supergirl or Sailor Moon? Sailor Moon, because I recognize her more. All right, we got Mystique or Kitty Pride. Uh, Mystique because I liked Mystique on RuPaul's Drag Race season two. Mm. Good reason. <laughs> you stay. Good, good, good she, reason. She's any. the one. Yeah, Mystique was the one that was like, "Bitch, I'm from Chicago," and they're like, "Uncut." Anyway, it was it's great. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, we got She Hulk or uh, Jane Foster, Lady Thor. 
She Hulk. She Hulk. She twerks. She practices law. She twerks. What else could you want? All right, we got Scarlet Witch or Electra. Scarlet Witch. All right, Scarlet Witch moves on. We have Poison Ivy or Black Widow. Uh, Poison Ivy, because she's Harley's girlfriend. Yes. We got America Chavez or Sue Storm, a.k.a. Invisible Woman. Uh, America Chavez. America Chavez. All right, we got (laughs) uh, Storm, the OG X-Men Halle Berry, or Spider-Gwen. Storm. All right, we got Jessica Jones or The Huntress. Jessica Jones. Also, I like her Netflix show. (laughs) All right, we got Granny Goodness, uh, who's apparently an old lady super villain. Oh, or or yeah, she works with I think Darkseid, and she controls his minions of soldiers. Uh, Or Raven. Raven. You know what, Granny Goodness, got it. We gotta, you know, you gotta get the oxygen fall into the pitfalls of ageism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we got Wonder Woman (laughs) or we got Valkyrie. Wonder Woman. WW Black Canary or Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Catwoman or Batgirl. Oh, Catwoman's my girl. Catwoman. Yes, you are a Catwoman. (laughs) Therefore, it makes sense. All right. We have Enchantress or from, um, I added this one because it's. Oh, Dr. Mrs. Monarch. (laughs) Dr. Mrs. Monarch from the Venture Brothers. I had it. Also known as Dr. Girlfriend. Dr. Girlfriend. She's great. I love Dr. Girlfriend. (laughs) Yes. Power. Now, does having the hots for Dr. Because she has like a super manly voice. um, Does does that, if somebody was like super turned on by her, does that make them like, no. no. <laughs> I you know what sexuality is a spectrum and they're swingers anyway. I think they're just Ooh. they're just trying everything on the menu. Why why discriminate? Why discriminate? All right, we got Captain <laughs> Marvel or the Powerpuff Girls. Uh the Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff nice. Girls, right. Make quick movie. We have a tough matchup here. We have Doctor Mrs. The Honor or Powerpuff Wait, Girls. I wanted to ask which Powerpuff girl do you identify with the most? Uh I think I wanted to be Blossom, but I'm more of a buttercup. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Sophia? Um, I was buttercup for Halloween two years ago. Oh. Yeah. All right, we got the Powerpuff Girls, or we have Dr. Mrs. The Monarch. I got to go with Dr. Mrs. <laughs> Sorry, girls. Right. Dark Phoenix or Catwoman? Catwoman. Granny Goodness or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. Storm or Jessica Jones? Oh, man. Fuck it. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. America Chavez or Poison Ivy? I just Google to Granny Goodness. <laughs> uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, She-Hulk or Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch. Mystique or Sailor Moon? Sailor Moon. (laughs) The anime representation. (laughs) All right. You said both of these can get it. Jan Jean Grey. You know where this is going. Harley Quinn can get it more. Harley Quinn can get it more. All right. These are probably the most, the two two more popular uh, cosplays at Comic Con each year over the last couple (laughs) of years. Sailor Moon or Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. 
True. Uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Have you seen sure. the um the animated show? And I'm still listening. I'm just gonna charge my headphone things. Yeah. yeah, um, the, uh, oh, yeah. Where, the, where she's uh, where they're they're she's she's in a couple with uh, Poison Ivy. That's part of that? it, but it's like she and the Joker break up, so she tries to start like her own like league of baddies, and it's like I mean it's a very tongue in cheek show it's, yeah, yeah. it's hilarious if you look up like yeah look up clips it. on youtube it's great no i've seen clips and stuff i, I wanted totally to watch it. it's, is that like an hbo show or where is it that you can get that uh that's a good question i think hbo i would think hbo because they're they're pretty raunchy mm. in the show like it's a cartoon but it's very violent and they like swear a lot so yeah yeah uh, if depending on who you pick here you nice. might set up a battle between them but we have scarlet witch or poison ivy Poison Ivy. Ooh, ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. We got Jessica Jones or Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman. She's so nice. Hey, yeah. Uh, Catwoman or Doctor Mrs. The Monarch. <laughs> Doctor Mrs. The Monarch. Have you ever watched Venture Brothers, Sophia? No. Okay, yeah. so. It's a. It's a. It's kind of like a spoof of like the seventies and eighties sort of villain and like. Uh, Boy detective sort of, you know, like Johnny Quest type deal. Okay, know? okay. Is it yeah. like a Comedy Central or can I catch that? It's like an adult swim show, but it is sort of like a it's but it's its own thing and it's hilarious. And okay. they're getting them they they have a movie coming out pretty soon, hopefully. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. The the problem with that show is that it it was like seven years between seasons. So it was like Oh my god. Yeah, yeah it was a it was a tough, yeah. it was a tough thing. Jeez. All right, that that brings us to our final four here. We have Harley Quinn in a Ooh. in a couple versus couple violence here versus Poison Ivy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Isn't Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn right now? Yes, in a musical. Ooh. It's a musical. Um, I in my mind they they agree to let bygones be bygones, and Poison Ivy uh, affectionately steps down because she wants to support her girlfriend Harley. Oh, there you go. Wow, yeah. Yeah. she made it nice and amicable. They talk it out. They're like, "Babe, I'll see you." She's like, "Thanks, pudding." And so, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, pudding. I love it. <laughs> All right, we got. That's we got the show one. I want to watch. We got Wonder Woman or the uh, previously known as Doctor Girlfriend, Doctor Mrs. The Monarch. Um, Doctor Mrs. The Monarch because. She convinces Wonder Woman that like, you don't want to be with me. You want to save the world. Why? Why waste your time? And Wonder Woman's like, "You're right." And then she leaves. And so uh, Doctor Misses goes on to the next round. Yeah, that's. See, she's that's, smart. She's smart out. She's yeah. That's yeah. literally. <laughs> Look, Doctor. Like her voice. Go- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just googled yeah. her. Whoa, <laughs> boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's Doctor Mrs. The Monarch. So she's sort of like the she's supposed to have like wow. the good, smoky voice, but yeah, she's yeah. I'm a fan. A bit of a smoke show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay. Which yeah. brings us down to the the final two here <laughs> with Andy, uh, uh, an all female comic book character bracket bit because I put a lot of energy. <laughs> into it. Uh, and uh, I could have gone with like top. 32 newscasters, but that would have been boring. All right. Uh, we got Harley <laughs> Quinn or Dr. and Mrs. The Monarch here and the final. Uh, this actually would so be a great, this would be a great cartoon battle to watch, honestly, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Can, we, can, we get, can we make this happen? Let's do it. I mean, 
I, I have an imagination and a pen in my hand. I can make anything happen, provided I have enough time, which I don't. <laughs> um, so here's how it plays Darn. out. Harley Quinn goes in with a big mallet. Dr. Mrs. has her, like, I don't know, her monarch gun or whatever they have. And they start battling it out. And Harley is like, you can't win this one, sweetie. And Dr. Mrs. is like, listen, let's, let's have a talk, women to women. And so they talk it out again because... And they make out a little. It's okay. and, and they, yeah, there's a little there's little kisses. And Harley is like, no, I have a girlfriend ever since this day. He's like, sweetie, I totally get it. My husband is a big... I sound like big Ange, I realize. But anyway, <laughs> my husband... The, the monarch he's a super villain too i get the strain listen i'll go go home to your girlfriend make some nice i don't know eggs and butter <sighs> toast in the morning make love to each other i'll keep going but you you <sighs> take care you need a break he's like you're right poison ivy i'm coming anyway and then she goes and then and then she goes Dr. And- Dr. Mrs. <laughs> the monarch went. Whoa, good job. Well great. acted. Well performed. We never had somebody do voices during she the did a whole story, <laughs> voices. Whole I was invested. I was like, what? Yeah. And of yeah. course, the monarch was in the closet what? watching the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, now I have to watch it. Now let me sniff your dirty pillows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're really weird with each other. <laughs> I love it. I Actually, love it. That's a great, oh great, great, job, great, job, great, great, job, great bracket bit. I love great that. Great bracket bit. Great bracket bit. All right. I'm also going to watch Granny Goodness out of this. Because I'm intrigued. <laughs> no, if you watch the, watch the Venture Brothers, that's a good show. Okay, Venture All right. Brothers. Yeah. All right, we got one last thing and then we're going to let you guys go. We're going to do No Namis Way. Now it's time for No Namis Way. No Namis Way. No Namis. All right, where we answer anonymous <laughs> advice. All right, the first the first question coming comes to us from Little Sis is annoying AF. All right, this influencer won't get a job. My sister is an influencer, which means she bamboozles people into giving her free food and stuff by being hot. Um, she got pretty big, three hundred no thirty k followers and growing in our little hometown, but wanted to expand, so she has to come to stay with me in New York. I have a nice place in New York and a serious job and boyfriend and thought it would be okay to have her stay a few weeks, but it's been three months. And after all the glomming and influencing, she has not gotten a real job, nor is she showing any signs of trying. Um, What do I do? She almost ruined the relationship with a restaurant I love by asking for free food and return for promo. This is not how this works. Oh no. Oh no. Um, how do I kindly say, uh, kick her out or no, just start charging. Is she paying rent? I don't know. Three months is a little too long. That's an, that's enough. That's oh. that even for family. It's like, listen, you're going to have to pay some couch fees. I don't yeah, know. I couch surfed for a involved. week. And then I was like, I felt like a moocher. I was like, let me, uh, start paying couch rent. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah, no, she could pay rent. She could pay rent. She needs to, if she's an influencer, she should be able to get some sponsorships. I don't know. Do something, girl. You can't just be there not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah, a lot of influencers yeah. are finding out that once the the well runs dry, that you can't, you get, listen, if you're going to be an influencer, you should be living beneath your means, which mm-hmm. means like, just because, you know, not everybody's going to have like, make 50 million as an influencer and stuff like that. You might make money for a little bit, but it's, it's eventual, unless you can translate that into a skill. And apparently now Hollywood is giving influencers like movie deals. Um, and they're churning out these horrible, horrible scripts. 
Um, yeah, just basically be like, hey, listen, uh, get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. kindly, respectfully. Get a job, sister. <laughs> you know, she's a hot influencer. She should be able to find herself a rich boyfriend. Tell her to do an OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't fix your I problems. Mean, Just literally be like, hey, rent is due on the first of this month is how much it is. Or move out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. How yeah, many... I, uh, I, you're working the counter at uh, La Orina Casa del Taco in San Diego, the best taco shop in the world there. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody says, hey, can I get a free meal? And I'll put you guys on my Instagram stories. At how many followers would like, if they had like 5,000, you're saying, uh, no. They had 10,000. They had 50,000. If they had 100,000, what number makes you be like, Sure, I'll give you a couple of tacos. What I would personally do would be less about numbers because you can always buy followers and a lot of people do. It would be about, are you verified? And then do a live right now for me and see how many people tune in. And then if you shout, if if, if there is enough live people, like enough, enough people on the live, then you can get your free yeah. meal. Do it now. And then we'll see, you know? Because that's all that matters. I'm like, if, I'm like, I don't care if you're going to be shouting me like, out. But like, it's not like going to get any. Followers in like I know Nebraska, people that my followers you. in LA and like just have, you know, they just have a lot of followers. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're fucking, um, what is it called? Your, what is it called when people like? Whatever. Stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, your engagement is shit. So. Andy, mm-hmm. do you have to deal with Engage. any influencers in your news world? Uh, not necessarily. What's funny is like one of our news anchors, um, Rigo Villalobos, he apparently has a TikTok and it is like starting to blow up on TikTok. Nice. Um, but it's specifically like a news, like, like, Hey, we're going to look behind the scenes before like the newscast and he'll do lives. Like as he's doing the newscast, like he'll put his phone on the side and like, it'll go live as he did like, you know, bienvenidos, like whatever, he'll do this thing. Um, I have yet to... Kind of well, okay. I've never gotten the like, can I get free shit influencers? But we do get a lot of, um, hey, we're we're doing this event, and it would be great if the news could come out and cover it. And it's like, cool, what's the event? Like, well, we're selling purses. It's like, do you want a commercial? It's not really a news story. It's like, well, I just think it would be great if we got exposure. Like, okay, like, are you like, I don't know, feeding kids without eyes or whatever? Like, yeah, is there a story here? (laughs) Yeah, so. For anyone watching, if you want to go the news route to like promote your stuff, uh, number one, we do have like a sales team, so you could buy your commercial space that way, or have a like community angle that like gives it a little bit more heart. Because <coughs> you could still like whatever, like the coalition of like whatever purse makers, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, they're making purses and they're sending it to charity, and it's going to go towards like school backpacks for low income kids. Like I don't know, something like that would yeah, be a little bit more go. of a news story because you're like giving back, like. Yeah, and to that sister, okay. um, hit her with the tough love. That's all I got to say. Hit her with the tough love. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right, we got a couple more here. Uh, I like your. Sh- okay, this one is called "Explain Yourself." Okay, I like your show, but I find your age difference a bit problematic at times. Unless I am missing something, you seem to preach that it's not a big deal. Is that to defend yourself? What age gap? Mm-hmm. Our age difference is problematic. I'm old. Sophia's young. Oh, we're not. Oh, is this because we're a male host and a female host, and they automatically are like, mm-hmm. think we're like, no, no, Sophia. We're married. Yeah, we're married, guys. And yeah. I'm at, 
And we totally groomed Sophia from the time she was 19 to be a co-host on the okay. show. Ten years later. That's, that was my plan the whole time. Yeah, I don't get it. Wait, hold on. Are they talking to us? Or are they talking about you dating people or me dating people? I don't know. What are they oh, I like your show, but I find your age difference a bit problematic. Oh, it, well, two people from different decades can host a show together? I think saying? it makes. I think if anything, it makes it, it makes better it to better. have a Gen yeah. X than a millennial. If anything, we can get a Gen Z in here. That'd be great. You know, Look, three guys, generations. I've said before, awesome. I like my women a little bit crazier, a lot crazier actually. So, what does that have to do with any of this, dude? That the age. That the age. I mean, the age thing is like. What are you, are they talking to? Like, are they saying we're like? I don't know. I think it makes the show better if unless you're and unless say, unless you're missing would, something, which you are. I would say resubmit with like a why. Yeah, because you why? know, we're you know, open to to commentary, but it doesn't seem like you have much commentary there. No, so, I think you just took like a like a hot button you. point, and we're like, let's make a question out of it. I was like, right. who's old? <laughs> Sophia's who's young. Old? <laughs> Sophia's young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. We're not married. Also, just say. Oh yeah, we're not a couple. A lot of we're people think we are. A lot of people will immediately sort of be like, oh, you guys are on the sticker together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're co-hosts. We're yes. co-hosts. We have a show together. Yes. Yes. Let's let's normalize that. Make swag yeah, great exactly. again. Right. I missed you at the festival. Could not make it down from LA. We're gonna get some merch to support the show. Oh uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. If we don't have a said, merch shop, but we have what do we have, Lou? We have stick. I had stickers here a minute ago. Um, yeah, if you want stickers, okay, um, send us money and I'll send you stickers. That's how that works. <laughs> you send us money, we'll send you stickers. We'll do like five dollars, and, and we'll send okay. you yeah for five. Send us Venmo me five bucks, and I'll send you some stickers. All right, because I have I have to get a stamp and an envelope. That's like fifty yeah. cents. Oh, there they are. Yes, stickers right here, baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, boom. All right. Uh, here's Night our coming. last question of the day. It comes to us with enough with the sulking. Okay, my friend got dumped, and he is being a little bitch about it. For a while, okay. we were scared he might do something stupid, but now we just want him to get over it. He has made his whole personality being sad over a breakup. Way too emo. How can you make someone understand they got dumped, get over it, move on? Oh, no. Again, you guys need to give more details because what? how was the breakup? What happened? I, I need to know these things. You can't force people to not be sad. You know, you don't know if it was traumatic. I don't know if it was traumatic or not. I don't know. Let's say... Benefit of the doubt, it's annoying because it was a very easy breakup and he's just going overboard, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you solve that. I feel like everyone has their own little process and you, I don't know. What do you do when a breakup is stupid and your friend is sulking? I don't know, guys. Andy? Let me think. I'll sit on this one. You you got to shower him with love and but, not in like and a- like It's annoying after a while, elevator, right? Like <laughs> I, I think, I mean, if if that person's really your homie, you should just be there for him. Like, I don't know. Breakups are never easy. There's never, like, a formula to get over it. Yeah. Take him out. I don't know. Like, try to fucking wingman him and get him laid again. Like, I don't know. Yes. Like, I don't know what the situation was, but yes, I don't know. If we, like, at least help him out. Like, have a video game night. Go out on the town. Play karaoke. Get tacos. Like, I don't know. Hopefully, like, distract him or, like, get him to, like, vent it enough so that mm -hmm. way he can, like, process it better. 
No, but yeah. like, these these friends don't sound very nice. Like they, they don't. Shit. That's why I'm like, <laughs> this guy wants to like speed run helping his friend get over a relationship so it doesn't annoy him. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know the situation. Maybe maybe it's um, like it was like a hookup and she didn't want to hook up again and he's like that, pressed yeah. all over it. I don't fucking know, but that's like, what you can talk to him. Yeah, that's why I'm that. giving him the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, this dude sounds like he doesn't care. It sounds like he already did all that probably. And now has said the yeah. point of like, why is he still sulking? Like, get old. Yeah, why is he still? Listen, that that yeah. I've said this before, and what you want to do is actually, I think there's two movies. The first one is a little movie called Swingers, uh, with Vince Vaughn, directed by John mm-hmm. Favreau. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, and, one, yeah, yeah, and that is the number one movie to make your friend watch after a breakup. It is literally about a guy that got, was like in a six year relationship. And is like really sulking about a breakup and this and that. And and it is a really good, it's a comedy. It's a great movie. Um, but it is, there's a lot of swing dancing, FYI, trigger alert. Um, but uh, there's also a lot of cool parts. And there's a lot of stuff there where by the end of the movie, the guy's sort of in a position that we all need to get to after a relationship. So in another movie that's a good about how to rebound post-breakup. Pray love. Uh, is uh, Slapworthy <laughs> yeah. with Sophia. Sap or the available for you on our YouTube channel, which is yeah. about uh, Sophia's journey post breakup from crying over social media to getting over it. Strong female character there in that totally, one. Totally, totally, totally. So yeah, just uh, watch Best those movies. movies, take them out, take them to karaoke, buy them a uh, maybe comic book anthology for them to read. Get them laid. I think that one was a good one, Andy. I think trying to get them laid. Thank, thank you. See, it, the best way to get over someone is to get under, under someone else. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, 56 packers ago. All right. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here with Andy. Uh, and uh, we're going to let her go because she does have to work. And Sophia and I will wrap everything up here as well. So, Andy, again, go to uh, the link is in the chat Accidental Aliens 23 Anthology. Donate what you can, Donate. share it if you can. Uh, thank you very much for being a part of the show, Andy. Uh, obviously, look forward to yeah. working with you, yeah, you uh, here, on other stuff in the future. And uh, thanks for hanging out. We love yeah, you. thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun. All right, excellent. All right, we'll, we'll let Andy go as we remind you. As we remind you. As we remind you that uh, life goes on after a breakup. Yes. Yeah. Listen. We need more information. These these questions were very. We need a, you guys need to. Yeah, they're very half assed We need more information because I'm like, okay, look. So uh, let's say you already tried everything. Because yeah, the natural answer is like, give him grace and sympathy and take him out and hang out. But I'm like, if you already did all of that, and he's one of those people that just sulks and cries, like you can't even drink with him because he starts crying at the end of every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And it's been maybe five months. Mm-hmm. And it was like a quick hookup. It wasn't even a real relationship. Like that's very different than like, oh, he got he's a he was going through a divorce of like 10, 15 years. Like, yeah, you know, it, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of grace to give this guy. I think it's um, supposed to be what is it supposed to be? It's like one month for every year you were together or something. Something like that. Like that. Yeah, or yeah. One week for every month or something like that. Yeah. Or something that, yeah. Listen, yeah. if it's <laughs> if it was less than six months, you need to get over that fast. You know, if it's like a year mm-hmm. plus, we'll give you we'll give you a good month to six weeks 
if it was somebody that you were sort of could see a future with, if you're in the three to five to seven to 10 years, that gets a lot more grace. Yeah. You're going to get some grace. You can, you can have a year to sulk and to just sort of get Mm -hmm. your shit together. Just like I said, involve them in more activities, invite them to go to the gym with you, to go to an event with you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Ask them, just get them moving and out and stuff like that. Yeah. Send us more details. And we'll comment. Well, let us know. You know, send us more information about all these questions, please. Okay. And kick out your influencer fucking sister. Yeah. Oh. What the hell? She can't be mooching. I'm sorry. Like, pay rent. Do something. All right. Lastly, I just wanted to promote that we have a friend, Natalia, who is hosting a uh, I Love Lucy themed filmmaker, creator, industry network event in mm-hmm. San Diego on Saturday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'll put the link to that in the chat as well. I think um, she's invited me to go um, since we invited her to the um, STO Tina Festival. So we'll put that in that as well in case anybody is in the San Diego area and wants to do some industry networking. When is it? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, You're working, I think. But I am working. I might uh, might show up to this and then uh, maybe swing by, say hello if I'm out and about already. All right. All right, guys. So, again, the Andy's Kickstarter is available now. We'll make sure that we have it linked. I'll put it up on a bunch of places. We're trying to promote our friends and stuff. That's the whole goal yes. of the Hensley show. And the goal of the Latin spotlight yeah. is to, you know, promote our peoples. Of course. And she stayed the whole pod and had really good takes and is a great creative and awesome just artist. Funny. So, go support. Go support. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Uh Fucking did voices for us, you know, had, had, that was, had a lot of good contribution. Yeah. Well That's thought out good. bracket bit. Mm-hmm. Love it. Very happy. Very happy with our guest today. All right. So go support them. And uh, anything else uh, for you, Sophia, this week? Anything else that you're promoting? Uh, Casa del Taco. Did I mention it? It's a great oh, yeah. restaurant in National C- City, Sweetwater Road. <laughs> go. Yes. I I need uh, I need to flush Blue, the, the My dad said if. Yeah, my dad said if you show up and you and he's there, you get free food. So nice. Where is his? Nice. What's your dad's schedule, bro? <laughs> what's my dad's schedule? <laughs> I haven't been there. I haven't been there in so long. But I have a because, but I, I have a car now. So there like when I'm out and about and stuff, like I can stop by once in a while. I'm not. I wouldn't take advantage of it, Sophia. I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> uh-huh. But you know. Uh, but also texting you know, his schedule. <laughs> but also tell me what days he's gonna be there right now. Is he gonna be there right now? No, I'll figure it out. You know what? I'll stop by once in a while. I, I can stop by now because uh, I have vehicle. So vehicle. if he happens to be there, that'll be great. But if not, I'm more than happy to. He is eat. mobile. He's mobile. Yeah, watch yes. out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, I'll be. You can catch me at the gym. These gods. I'm just kidding. Uh, getting getting my pumpitude on. Um, yeah. And um, make sure that you guys are listening. Um, you the show. We're gonna have a, an episode drop tonight uh, mm-hmm. of us talking about people from Oops. life. Entertainment. We'll be back live next Thursday evening with a guest, and then we'll be doing two shows until Sophia leaves on her next vacation. Uh, after that, so now we're gonna double much. up. Yeah, we're gonna double up. Not next week, but next week, just Thursday. But then the, the two weeks following that, we're gonna double up. Um, so we're looking if uh, if you're watching this and you're supposed to be on the show at some point as a guest, reach out to me because we are going to be reaching out to people to schedule that. So without mm-hmm. it, right? So for Sophia Carrillo, Luis Martinez, yes. uh, follow us at Mi Gente Show. Thank you for watching oh, tonight, today, you. during the day. Love you guys. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Peace out.
Vamos, papá, hay que irnos. Me estoy aguantando desde que pusieron el domo. ¿Puedes esperar? Muchas personas trabajaron en esta película y solo quieren que se aprendan sus nombres de memoria. Yo quiero asegurarme de que ningún animal resultó lesionado durante las imágenes de esta película. ¡Listo! ¡Uy, palomitas en el suelo! Cuatro años de escuela de cinematografía para esto. 